There we go. <laughs> I could. I, did you hear what I said? No, because everything was quiet. <laughs> I said I was about. What were you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. I was about to say I'm like, all right, Owen called in and everything is good. I said the 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 music played from the beginning. The intro we're good. We're good. And then I went to hit unmute, and the thing just spinning and spinning. So I'm like, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. Oh shit! I wonder if you can hear me right now. Uh, I don't think Owen can talk. All right, never mind. We are. And we're the professional. Oh god damn it! <laughs> Oh, I know we talked. I know we talked. I know we talked about going to like a recorded thing a few times, but I would miss moments like this. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> um, you're kind of right. I know, but we should really do uh, that. But it's um, God. We are at episode 395. We are five oh, away. Moment. Oh my God. Four hundred. Yes. Oh, God, that means we'll be at we'll be at four hundred before Carpet Fest, or no, right after right after Carpet Fest. Wow. Post Carpet yeah, Fest will be our four hundredth show. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> or, just shows how friggin' old we are. I don't know. Why are we still the other? here? <laughs> Why hasn't anybody uh, stopped us? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know. People yeah. like to torture, I guess. So tonight guess. we are going back to our roots. We are talking carpet pythons. And Owen, we're going to talk about how to breed them, how to keep them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, wait, well, wait. That hurt. <laughs> no, I know. Before the show, that, you were talking no, that about was how cruel. That was no, 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 no. mean. <laughs> before the show, you were talking about how you were like, you know, delving oh into old articles and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll break out the well, big guns here, you know? I mean, honestly, we. we about on the show a few times about how I'm having a, a horrible season breeding. Um, and I've had now 62 slug eggs, 62 eggs. You know, I've had numerous clutches that have just all been slugs. And this has never kind of happened. So I'm like, all right, what did I do wrong? And I think it's all going back down to I got complacent, lazy, and just kind of rode with it and wasn't checking to make sure everything was going the way it should be going because. It's always been going this way, so that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I shot myself in the foot. So it was a very much of the I need to return to the basics of this is how we do it, and I had to have a plan going because I used to have it, you know, this calendar date, this happens downstairs, and now I'm just like near around there, this will happen. So next year I'm definitely going to hit it a lot harder because this is definitely a very wonderfully humbling and horrible experience for me. <laughs> well, you might get white left bags. Maybe. That's the other part of it. I don't right. understand. So don't the white lips it. are breeding. I, exactly. Right. We're not even going to talk about that, but the white lips are breeding. So I don't know what that means. So either way, I, I started reading a lot of the old articles. I, I looked for, <laughs> I almost called you, but I didn't want to give you the satisfaction 
I was looking for <laughs> Will Leary's okay. and Anthony Campanetto's like articles on how to breed carpet python, and I'm I like, I that. can't find them. I shut up, all right, because I know you do. Because I'm sitting uh-huh. here and I'm like, those are what I read before, and I can't find them, and they're not on the web anymore. And my bra- back of my brain's like, you know where to go to get these, right? I'm like, but I don't want to call him. So it's like, <laughs> I see. I I have in my head as you're saying this this cartoon of. Me dressed in the hot, like you dressed like the the dude in the big, what the hell's his name, Gandalf or whatever. Mm-hmm. And me in the mm-hmm. Hobbit lair, and you come in to visit the Hobbit lair, and I pull <laughs> just out kicking in the door. Yeah, book. exactly. Yeah, and you're, I'm like, you're away. I'm python. <laughs> Hold Shut on, up. let me open the book, flip to page seventy six, <laughs> and there what it is. What do you need? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, god damn it. Mm. But it's like it's like that. So I started reading a bunch of stuff, and there's obviously tons of things out there. And that led right. me to uh, checking up on bread lie again, checking right. up on Womas, Olives, um, Ruffies, uh, tried researching stuff on Timors, White Lips. Um, I watched a very interesting video on how to breed corn snakes that involved Joe from Fort City Python. Much younger, very choppy cut. I don't know what the hell I was watching, but I enjoyed uh, it. So it was um, choppy cut, Joe. What the heck, man? Yeah, uh, that but it was, early no, it was just, days. It was, it was early. Like he looked younger, and there was a random dog asleep behind him, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> but it was, you know, it was very much here we are now in June, and then like it would cut, and he'd be in different clothes, and like it's October now. I'm like, whoa, dedication. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was right. I can't make a video for five minutes. Like, you know, so it was, <laughs> it was a lot of that. In six months. Apparently, you know, it was, so it was very much kind of plugging myself back into relearning shit that I knew, but somehow either had either taken for granted or forgotten. So, um, like I said, it was definitely something, and it was definitely something I would recommend to any breeder that is kind of just, seems like they're going through the motions because you never know when some one little thing will throw you completely off. So, uh, yeah, it's just yeah. It's weird. And it sucks. You know, it really sucks getting multiple slug clutches a year where every time you see that beautiful beehive and you panic, <laughs> like, it's just like, Oh God, please. And then you pull it <laughs> off and they're all duds. Oh it's man. Just, it's just horrible. Well, you know, I saw Kohler. He had a clutch of uh, Vandy Jungles, and um, yeah. he got he got like I think there was maybe six eggs in the clutch. One of them looked like a slug, but I I don't know, man. I think it might be something on the East Coast here, but I don't. The problem is I don't want to give that excuse because it's like then we have people like KJ down in Florida who apparently can't stop eggs from coming out of his animals. So that's one thing well, and you know I, I, no, but here, <laughs> I understand that but you know there are also people that have had success but i will say that a lot of people in the east coast aren't so now it comes down to maybe something with the weather threw us off but we had a cold wet winter so that's not really the excuse but yeah there was a lot of snow mean, exactly so maybe it got close and maybe if we had been paying attention we could have given our room that extra nudge that would have gotten everything where it needed to be and because yeah. I wasn't paying attention, that's what screwed me up. So I think I was thinking about it, and I think like mentally for me, I just like I'm using the excuse of uh, the the Australia thing, but I think it just yeah. made it convenient, and then I just right. kind of 
mentally went with it. If you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm just like, I get that. yeah, I don't need any more babies right now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to really push this right but, now. But then think about it. You can't keep, cause now I'm terrified. Cause I'm like, if I go to Australia, I'm going to get complacent like Eric and start wandering around without my shoes no. on going, man, this isn't the way it's like in Australia. Like, no. So I'm going to have to, we're going to have to, no, we're going earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, good. we're going at the end of October. We went at the end of November. Right. So, like, when I came back, it was prime breeding season. Like, I would have been starting to, you know, cool do the motions that I do. Well, yeah, cool down and all. But well, it's it, the stars it just, and all the other stuff. I was just like, uh, you know, it took me a couple of days to get back into the swing of things. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, going down. I'm just, I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't on my A game. So. Exactly. But, and that's what, and that's what it comes down to me is I got I got lazy and I got kind of like everything goes and oh one slug clutch that's not that bad but then it's like one after the other after the other it's like clearly something didn't go right and I point the finger more at the boys weren't producing viable sperm than the females. Hmm. Okay. Cuz they all laid eggs just those legs were not fertilized. So I point that, and obviously, how many times have we talked about if the boys don't get cold enough, they don't produce sperm? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's a factor. That's why I cut the heat off at night. We were talking before the show, and that was something that I, that I do, but yeah, I, I got slowly, no heat. Like, well, and, you know, and that's something I was toying around with is, like, in wintertime, do I want to kill all heat in the room? I'm like, yeah, it'll do it, but... Now I got to start figuring out where to winter the bread lie because I can't winter them like I did this year because I put them in the rack with the corn snakes and the king snakes and it got the bread lie to go, but the corn snakes and king snakes are staring at me and they're like, oh, it got 80 degrees during the daytime in here. We're cool. So, oh. yeah. Gotcha. So I have to be meaner to the corn snakes, but not as mean to the bread lie. So... You need a cold room. <laughs> I, I need to just take that. Too much shit. This is too many animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk to somebody tonight that does know how to breed carpet pythons. <laughs> like ah. Owen, and I, Owen and myself, who are like. <laughs> well, I said both of us, man. I mean, you know. <sighs> saying you. Uh-huh. Hey, I got but, eggs, all right? So I've been yeah. breeding for close to 10 years, all right? I got eggs. That's all I yeah. want. Um, uh, we're going to be talking to, uh, Martin Rosemond from, uh, Martin R. Morelia and, uh, his collection glows. <laughs> There's yes. no other way to say it. Um, but he has some top notch stuff and he was on the show before, but we're going to catch up with him uh, in a mm-hmm. couple minutes and talk about his 2019 season where he's at, you know, blah, blah, blah. And just, uh, some Better of the than new ours. project. Yeah. yeah. Some of the new projects that he's added. I know he's got Moluccan scrubs. He's got some cool boas and, you know, all kinds nice. of stuff. Before we get to that, we got three announcements. First announcement, uh, you were talking about Joe from um, from the ground up and uh, mm-hmm. Port City Pythons, and uh, he has a fundraiser that's going on. It's the OCIC, and it's for uh, Indigo uh, Research, uh, Indigo nice. uh, Snakes uh, Research, and he, <clears throat> he has this fundraiser. Um, you can go over to his website, portcitypythons.com. And you can see uh, what's going on. But the fundraiser ends this Friday at 12 p.m. So okay. uh, if you're uh, in the Indigo Snakes and Indigo Conservation, uh, definitely go check it out, portcitypythons.com. 
and uh, I guess you go to like I guess they have a product uh, thing on their site, and yeah, uh, yeah, you can check that out. So I am uh, working on ours, so we'll get that going. I cool. have to sit down and do it. So. Uh, next on the agenda is the Northeast Carpet Fest. We are a cup. What are we? Basically a month away. So we're a month away. Um, Close to. It's going to yeah. be on June eighth, uh, two thousand nineteen, in Warminster, PA, at my place. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, our shirts. Uh, the uh, shirts are live, and uh, I want to send a shout out to uh, Jeff Frederick uh, from from the hands of Jeff. Um, he does awesome work, man. And once again, he knocked it out of the park with the uh, yeah. with the cool design uh, for us. Um, I just love what he does, man. So if you're interested in, uh, you know, first, if you're interested in the shirt, um, you can go. Uh, it's all over the place. Pick of the week. Uh, you can check it out on where else do we have it on our Facebook page? I'll, yep. I guess put it on our Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah. So I don't even know. What are we putting these shirts to? Is that uh, right now? It says Usark, so we're we're probably okay. going to do that because I don't want to take it down. But um, right. yeah, we're doing that uh, right now. The only thing with the shirts is that in order for us, because we we suck, um, in order for us to get <laughs> the shirts before Carpet Fest, we had to do a quick sale. So this is only open for two weeks. So Ooh. it's it. It opened. It, it was live Monday, so you okay. have 14 days. So yeah, right now you have 13 days to get the shirts. Okay. And and they're gone. So okay. If you are on the fence, I would say stop it and do not hesitate, because after these shirts are gone, in order to make sure the people who ordered them get them by Carpet Fest, they have to close out. There's no extensions on this one. There's no talking to to custom make and having them extended a couple days this is it so in 13 days it will shut down and we're done um right now we have three colors i sent an email to custom ink to try to include another two colors and a hoodie they haven't gotten Mm -hmm. back to me yet so right now this is what you got um if you get back to me if those come through um, mm-hmm. The hoodies, of course, will be more expensive and all that other stuff, but do not wait. Go order your shirt and get that done now because, like I said, 13 days, it's gone. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. I guess I'll have to get mine tonight. <laughs> God damn it. Right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, carpet fe- – and also, um, if you're coming in and you're going to be uh, – we got some people coming from out of town, and they've been hitting right. me up about hotels. I would just put in um, – you know, uh, hit me up, my address, and uh, there's tons of hotels around here, and they're all pretty decent. It's not like uh, – it, we're not in Philly. Um, so – and you would be flying into uh, the Philly uh, uh, International Airport is probably the best way to go. So, yep. so there you go. Um, uh, and obviously good. right yeah. before carpet fest that Friday, if you wanted to come up and see my stuff and you're going to be in the area, let me know, please just like get in contact with me and let me know what's going on. Please don't just show up at my house. Like it's just kind of one of those things. <laughs> like, you know, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody's flying in and then driving two hours to your spot. To I would hope. Yeah, I would hope. You know not. what I mean? I, I, like, you know, that's, I know there are a few people that have expressed interest in seeing 
my collection sure. and then seeing yeah. Eric's collection. But give me a heads up. Don't just assume that I'm going to be around. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Because yeah. so, you might be headed down this way, you know, because Friday night pre-carpet fest uh, festivities. Exactly. Happen. <laughs> I'm only really going to be here till noon, and then I'm headed down right. to Eric's. So, yeah. Um, right. Just give us a heads up. And we will be headed out to Reptiland on Thursday. So right. the the plan for that group is to stop by your place then uh, cool. because we'll be closer to – won't we? Won't we be closer yeah. to you? Yeah. I yeah. So. I mean you're, 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 you're kind of shooting by, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a pit stop, but yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, I know we have kind of a long intro, and uh, but uh, there's some cool stuff. We want to send a congratulations News. out to um, – I didn't even send this to you, Owen, so I apologize. But mm. we want to send a congratulations out to Ryan Young and uh, KJ. Um, they produce Duns Pythons. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Do you, do you um, know do – we, do we know that this show was somewhat involved in that? Yes, yes. So I'm going to say that this female. So I'm going to I'm going to start the story. Then you'll finish it. Then we'll get Martin on. All right. Okay. So this female that Ryan had um, was about 20. I think she was older than 25 years old. So she was in excess of a 25 year old snake, and she was basically a founder animal. Um, Oh wait, no, I got it backwards. The Mm. female was KJ's, right? Yes. The female was KJ's. so Ryan had a male, and um, Ryan, you know, I think he's been trying to work on this project for forever. I mean, we've had yeah. him on the show back in what, like 2015, and I think he was talking yeah. about this. So anyway, uh, then comes the female into play, and I'll let you go with that because you're kind of involved with that. <laughs> so we were – I was looking for Maclots pythons, adult female Maclots pythons. Because I had uh, just recently lost mine, and I had this beautiful adult male, and I didn't have anything to put him to. So in my searching, I find this place out in California that said that they had a male Maclots and a Dunn's Python. And I'm like, a Dunn's Python? That's so weird. Like, nah, I can't be. And it said that they were both males. So I'm like, that sucks. So then... We do the show, and I'm talking to you about it on air, and I'm like, yeah, and I found a Dunn's Python. And as I'm talking, my phone is, like, vibrating away from me because <laughs> K- because K- KJ is just blowing me up, asking me where this person is, what's going on, and what's happening. I'm like, dude, right. it's, a, it's a male. He goes, I don't care. I want it. I'm like, all right. Yeah, here, here you go. Here's the information. <laughs> he gets the guy to resex it. It's a girl. He buys it. I'm like, damn. And he gets it. He puts – I think two years worth of work uh, treating mouth rot, treating our eyes, getting this thing up and running. And I mean, like any other person, I would like, it just shows you that we could have gotten so close to this animal going to somebody else. Yeah. Dying. And then we would not have baby Dunn's pythons right now. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So exactly. So it's like some sort of, perfect storm where it just happens to get into KJ's hands and KJ happens to be the guy that is able to get this thing up and running and back to hundred percent. He sends it out to Ryan and Ryan has it and Ryan's the one who breeds it. And now there's baby Dunn's pythons and it's freaking amazing. And I, um, KJ messaged me when they got the eggs 
so I knew about uh, this one for a while, but I had right. to keep hush hush. So, right. um, and then, uh, which, you know, I want props for not screaming from the hills, but it's good job. And I, and I <laughs> hey, thank you. Um, and then I, I talk with KJ and I'm like, you know, by the way, the sound you hear is me kicking myself for you letting me take, for you taking that thing. But in all honesty, I, I, I am so beyond happy that it went to a guy like KJ and he could do what he had to do to contribute to this. And then now it's there. I mean, like I said, it, we came this close to this thing going to somebody who wouldn't know how to treat any of those things and it could have died and then we would be nowhere. So, you know, congrats yeah. to KJ and Ryan, cause this is an awesome project. And now there's baby Dunn's pythons in the world and like, Holy crap. <laughs> it's like that's all. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, I think it's only the second or third time that they've been bred in the state. So it's kind of a cool thing. So um, weird. And it's, and they're not ugly animals. Like I would understand if this was like the second or third time because these pythons are, they're kind of eh. They look very different from Maclots pythons. So I don't know why people just didn't give them the time of day. So uh, should we blame who? Should we blame for that one? I'm a blame <laughs> leopard gecko breeders. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> let's go with that. Let's have some new. It's the damn leopard gecko breeders with their tiny sons of geckos. bitches. Sons of <laughs> bitches. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So that's uh, that's kind of the update to what's going on. Let's get Martin on here and let's get the show going. All right. Hey, Martin. Welcome what's back. Good? What's going on, guys? Ah, uh, nothing much. How you been? Good, good. Yeah, been busy, but really good. Awesome. Cool. So I think we'll just start like, you know, one of the topics that we wanted to talk about seems like you're crushing it and we're not. So like, we <laughs> wanted to talk about your 2019 yeah, season, what you got Teacher. going on. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well hey, don't, don't feel too bad, guys. I, I had uh, actually a gamma clutch that uh, had 23 eggs and all of them crashed but one. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you got one, though. Yeah, the, uh, the May 4th was the hatch date. So I had six good eggs by that time. And, uh, Four of the animals pipped. Uh, they, mm-hmm. I, two of them were some pretty awesome gamma zebra jags. They got halfway out of the egg and crashed. So the only thing that's uh-huh. left out of that clutch, believe it or not, is a uh, zebra, you know, sieve, just a, you know, a cross, which is as right. thick around as a sharpie. So it's, it's like she sucked all the energy out of the other egg. It's crazy, but uh, that's it insane. happens, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I got uh, three other clutches that are uh, in the incubator now. One of them due to hatch next week, so we'll see what happens. Nice. Okay. Do we do we have any uh, super zebra granites in the in the incubator? That Anything you think? crazy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> any possibilities <laughs> so, of that? The, 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 the funny of the uh, the funny story about the, the granite uh, zebras is that uh, both of those ended up being females. <clears throat> oh. So, oh. Yeah. So after, after after three years of raising them up, you know, and I put them together, and I'm like, man, what the heck? And actually, the funny story is I gave the uh, I sent the mail to Vito last right. year because uh, he had uh snake he wanted to put it to you because he was ready to go. And he's like, uh, yeah, this thing's not doing anything. And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's the move. Maybe it's the weather. Who who knows? So he sent it back to me this year and I'm put it with the female and uh, nothing's happened. I'm like, man, this is like really, really strange. And so I had switched some stuff around and put the, uh, in with another uh, male snake for sure, and I was like locked. I was like, "Holy crap!" Females here, right? Like Jesus. That's, that's uh, not right. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. So that's how that story went. 
But uh, I think it's all fun. I, I got to raise them up pretty uh, good for three or four years, and they're cool snakes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I think. It, would you say it's safe? I mean, both you guys. Would you say it's safe to say that if you kind of put a male carpet with a female carpet, you're gonna pretty much see a lock. And if you don't, you, you that should be like your first thing that you do is like because <laughs> that's happened to me too. I think it's happened to probably everybody that breeds carpet pythons. Uh, you know, you're just like, hey, what's yeah, going on? I think as long as you're cooling properly, you, you definitely see a lock of some sort. It might not be viable eggs or anything that, that's produced, but certainly a lock right, of right. some interest. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even if it's just spurring, you know, you'll at least see some kind of interest. My other favorite is when you get it confused and you put a male in there and it's instantaneous combat and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, like, yeah, you I, know. Had, I had that happen to me a couple of years ago and exactly. that was not cool. <laughs> no. It's like, oh, you guys are not getting along. It's like, okay. So it's, uh, yeah, either it's, that it's, or it's like, man, that snake likes it rough. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the worst thing is I put a jungle female, air quotes, in with a zebra jag male. And I guess he tried to combat, but then the jag got a hold of him. So he ended up just laying on top of the other animal and like vibrating around it. And I'm like, I, what am I looking at here? Like, I don't know oh boy. what's happening. And then I pulled the female out and put her in with a proven male. And then I saw full-blown combat. I'm like, oh, what I just saw was jag combat. And that's just, that's not good. Like, okay. So he wasn't going to win. So, yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always fun to see. I, that that was my very first time trying to breed carpet pythons. I had like these two, oh, man, they were two like ugly, ugly jungle. This is before I even <laughs> knew about anything about carpet pythons. I just bought these two at a pet shop, and right. I put them together, and they are just smashing each other. And I'm just like, well, this is a they just kind of like kind of like you said. It's like this is a lot rougher than I thought it would be. Like, good lord. <laughs> and then I, I typed it into the internet, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I guess, uh, that's, that's, okay. All right. There you go. I will uh, say my it's defense, easier. The internet was just coming out at that time. So. Right. I, I will say it's easier when you have proven males, because if you ever have a question mark, you put it in with them, and either they attempt to breed it or they attempt to fight it, and it's very quick. And it's like, all right, so – you know, it, it, we've all got that one boy that'll breed with a piece of rope if it shows interest. Um, yeah. And then that's the easiest one to tell. And I always do that. If I have a question mark, put it in with him. Either he'll breed it or he'll want it out of there and we know quick. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I've had that happen. I mean, it's quite a few times just this past year, actually. I mean, I acquired some animals over the last year and a half or so and, you know, bought them as males, end up being females or vice versa, you know, and, and mm. believe it or not, I've actually sex animals that I've kept for myself and, you know, I put them in there and I'm watching them like, man, nothing is going on. And I, same thing. I switch them up and I'm like, holy crap, it's a female. Jesus Christ. Or holy crap, no. it's a male. <laughs> <laughs> like, Damn it. So here's a question. If you sell a snake that way, like, do you got, what do you, what do you think is the responsibility of the breeder at that point, like years later? Do, do we have responsibility? I think it varies. I mean, I think so. I mean, or at least offer. I mean, I had that happen to yeah. a guy that's bought multiple animals off of me uh, over the years and calls me up. He's like, hey, man, the, the uh, female you sent me is a male. Uh, or I think it's the other way around. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, well, what do you need? He's like, ah, don't worry about it. Steak is gorgeous. And uh, I'm just letting you know that this happened. I'm like, you know, geez, you know, and same thing. I had it happen to me and I called the guy to let him know and he was apologetic and say, hey, what, what can I do? I said, ah, don't worry about it. You know, I'll, I'll 
put him in something else and keep him for until next year and do something different. But I think overall, at least offer uh, and at least mm-hmm. try to you know make it right if need be. Because a lot of times people spend a lot of money on snakes. They breed it up or you know raise it up to be a female or and or a male, and they purchase other stuff in their collections and spend their hard-earned money. So it could be you know a bit cumbersome and and, and uh, money-wise kind of a pinch when when you do mm-hmm. that and your, and your collection's not big. So sure, yeah. I mean, offer up at least to, to help out or swap it out or something. Yeah, okay. I, I think I would lean on the swap out because, like, let's say you bought a caramel jag and it was supposed to be female, and I kept back a male. Like, I, I, first thing thing is first inkling I would do is, all right, well, why don't you send her back? I'll send you him, and then this way you got the boy right. you need. And then it's up to you. Even if you like say like, no, 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 you know, I've raised her up. I love her. I can't. That's on you. But at least offer to kind of try to basically make you square to where you're supposed to be so right right yeah yeah i would agree okay so what's your coolest pairing this year martin what's your one that you're most excited about well i was super excited about the gammas because i I had a rough year with gammas last year so this year was like okay i'm gonna come back and my gamma's pretty strong but uh none of those went uh unfortunately but uh to be honest with you the most exciting thing is just pure jungles i've i've Hmm. I've never had multiple clutches of just pure jungles, and so I've been stoked that I've got three clutches uh, in the incubator now and just, like, sitting there every day, like, okay, you're going to hatch it, you're going to hatch it, you're going to hatch it, because <laughs> I've never just had multiple <laughs> pairs of jungles. So, funny enough, you know, it's, it's nothing super exciting. It's just pure jungles, and I'm just stoked. Can't wait till they start hatching. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I so the jungles in your collection are, like, you know, they're top-notch, so I would imagine yeah. that anything that comes out of those eggs are going to be badass. So, yeah, I would be pretty excited about them as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's cool. Yeah, so pretty cool. I'm not sure. I, I don't think we've ever talked about, you know, I, I'm assuming that MB, I think you have, like, an MB and a hamper clutch, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and that's, what, Michael Beach? What's the, do you know the history yeah. on them? So, from what I've heard and from what I've read, uh, the um, they, they call them the, uh, the the Washington State Pet Store VPI slash Lasik animals. I mean, I mean that, that was around the time I guess you know way back when when a lot of this stuff was quote unquote considered pure because there wasn't a lot of outcrossing. I mean, you know, when Lasik and the VPI stuff was around, people bought them. Mm. And, you know, but sell them to the pet stores or what have you. But uh, from what I understand, the Michael Beach animal uh, are derived from BPI and Lasik animals. Um, okay. And I've just always liked the, liked the looks of those. I mean, I finally got a chance to acquire uh, female from uh, from Dave uh, Haston, and uh, pretty stoked. Um, so I just think they look cool. I mean, she, she's she's not the typical like you know people now look for super clean yellow and and super clean black and and stuff like that she's she's and i, I wouldn't consider her muddy but she just has that old school jungle look and i just it's just just awesome you know it's like something that from the old, late 90s early 90s rather late 80s and uh she's nice bandit so i put her with a bandit hamper male that i've got and uh hopefully okay. get some some 50 50 animals or at least bandit animals would be pretty sweet that would be awesome yeah yeah that's cool um uh, what happened uh okay so i don't even know as far as i should know this but i don't i don't Mm. think hamper that's don hamper and his line is it did he get like from like an original line of his or is this kind of mixed together too 
You know, I'm not quite certain, but from what I hear, and again, what I understand and what I kind of read up on the forums and stuff like that, you know, it seems like everybody has got some form of VPI slash LASIK type animals, and they <laughs> coin them as their 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 name because they've had them a long time, and, and you know, they've got uh, some some you know some some clout, I guess, in the industry or in the pet trade. So, uh, gotcha. you know, obviously Don did not pull these out of the wild himself. He obviously got these from somewhere. So. <laughs> Sure, um, but I think he's had him for so long and, and been, you know, breeding his, his kind of style of breeding. Because you know, you can look at stuff and say, like, man, that's a, that's a Larry Black animal, you know, jungle because they just have that distinct look, you know. Sure. And I think you can do that with like certainly the beach animals and I think the hair animals as well. I mean, I posted a picture of of uh, an animal that Tim Sloak had uh, uh, bred. You know, it's, it's a hair animal, and he's uh, and somebody else out of the blues like, oh, that's from Tim. I was like, how the hell do you know that? And he's like, <laughs> So there's yeah. a certain look, I guess, at certain people that have jungles for a while and they breed right. them, and, you know, and all of a sudden becomes like, well, that's the hamper line or that's the lazy, you know, not necessarily lazy, but the, you know, you know, whatever, we'll use hamper because we're talking about that, but you know, that kind of sure. look. So, um, again, I, I'm not sure exactly where his animals come from, but I think during that time it was all kind of like the VPI, the LASIK, the, you know, they all kind of were coming from the same bunch because it was so long ago and everybody sure. was kind of getting stuff from the same stock. Right, right. Yeah. It's not like we had a whole lot to choose from, you know? <laughs> you know? It's just, yeah, I mean, I was, talking, I was talking to somebody. It was like, you know, early or late 80s, rather. I mean, we were just going to the pet store and pulling out, like, these jungles that were white and black. And I was talking to my buddy Jeff, and I was like, my God. You know, it was like, if we'd have known that yeah, <laughs> those things you. would have been the way they are now, we'd have kept those damn things. Like, what the hell's wrong with this, you know? Yeah. Like, we didn't know. They were just, quote, unquote, jungles. You know, what do you got? Jungles? What kind? Jungle? I don't know. You know, yeah, so. right. <laughs> it's it, it, hindsight being twenty twenty. We'd all have very different collections if we just thought about some of the animals that have come past us over the years. Oh, but absolutely, it, absolutely. It sucks. But so, are we basically saying that a lot of the lines out there are just pretty much VPI, but we just attached other names onto them further down the road? Because we've had that. I think some of them, of yes, but that kind of stuff, like lines yeah, versus bloodline or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I think so. I mean, a lot of the stuff, and I'm not an expert on the online stuff. I mean, I've tried to educate myself, and I've asked mm-hmm. certain people, and and, yeah, and you guys know as well as I do how it gets, man. You start talking about lineage and line stuff like that, and it gets freaking downright nasty on the internet. You know, <laughs> it won't get nasty Tyro over, over <laughs> oh, yeah. a name, right? It's just it's wild. So you, so you kind of you kind of tiptoe around the internet looking for information as best you can, and try not to say the wrong thing on somebody's form or something. You know what I mean? But, oh God, heaven uh, forbid. <laughs> It's just like, that doesn't look pure. What have you just done? It's like, that's <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to sit back and watch what happens here. But yeah, it's right. no. God. Yeah. I mean, for myself, I just tried to trace, you know, any animal that I've got, I try to trace back to where it came from, regardless of, you know, what actual line it actually came from, BPI, LASIK, or whatever. And it's like, look, this snake came from. It also helps when people name their snakes, you know, like Brian Holt, I think, uh, he started that jungle lineage page on Facebook. Yes. Oh, and so like you've got cool like page. a folder on there that's like it is, and it's got like dam and sires, so you can like look on the you know the, like the sire side, and, and, and you can go like you know Toronto kid, and, and, and you know and it's just you can kind of follow it back that way, and he's got like his history on you know, that as far as where those snakes came from, so that helps. You know, my, mm-hmm. obviously if somebody didn't name their snakes or something, it makes it a little bit more difficult to kind of trace it back, but stuff like that kind of helps. And so if somebody actually did ask, I mean, I've, I've tried to stay as 
upfront and as you know quote unquote pure as I possibly could with, with some of this stuff. And I'm like, you know, listen, it came from this snake, and this one came from this one, and this one originated from this line. So there you go. You know, you can kind of derive that information however you want it. And people do what they want with it, but uh, yeah, I, I think the, the lines, it's, again, I could be wrong, but you know, BPI, LASIK, those are actually lines, um, mm-hmm. you know, hamper stuff and, and, and some of the other stuff that's coming up. But uh, I think those are just people that have had these things for a long time, bred them to get that certain look, and then, you know, all of a sudden become theirs, like the Michael Beach animals, you know, and, and right. I hope Mike doesn't jump on here and try to beat the crap out of me, but it, it's, it's, Snakes that he's had that he's bred got a certain look, and they become Michael B. Channels. Yeah, that's how you recognize those animals, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's just like highlighter. You can see them right away. Like you can just tell. Like, exactly. oh yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Man, there's so much refinement that's been done with jungles, and you know that's a. I have to start naming my snakes, man. That's a that's Thank a tried true uh, way I told to you. Uh, <laughs> to get. Why is that, man? You put a you put a number on a snake, nobody gives a shit. You call it something, Dude. then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is Molly Ringwald. Oh my god, that's awesome! You know, look at thoroughbred <laughs> horses. They all have names, and they all do that for reasons so that you know. This horse eventually, because of what he does, you can demand more money for this guy. It's like, yeah, it's it's so you can trace it back and you can get it all connected and stuff like that. People love names on animals. I don't know why. It just makes it easier. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look at look at uh, Inner John B. That camera that I had. I mean, he's, he's passed, but I mean, so Kurt yeah. Finnegan named him Inner John B. I got him, kept the name, and like I walk around like, hey, you still Inner John B? And I was like, how do you know that? I'm like, <laughs> oh, I saw I saw him posted on you know whatever Whoa. Pinterest. I'm like Pinterest. I didn't post anything on Pinterest, you know? but it's just funny how names of snakes just kind of you know follow you around. It's just wild. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. What is it? Think of it. If you if you posted a picture of one of your animals and it had your logo and the name of the snake on it, before you know it, people can come up to you all over the place. Like it, it's it, the animal represents part of your brand, so you should of course use that to your advantage. So yeah, yeah. yeah well, you, funny enough, I was actually looking on the websites for uh, uh, horse names to kind of come up with uh, you know different names for snakes because you know <laughs> Peter or you know Mikey yeah. it just doesn't fit right for a snake so you try to come up with something cool I mean I thought like oh I'm gonna name a snake Goblin Queen and then I realized that David Hassan got a snake named you know Goblin Queen I was like I okay, damn cool, it fine. <laughs> yeah. see yeah that's the thing I can't come up with those cool names so I'm gonna have to find you know the, it's like what that's i would never think of naming anything a goblin queen but there you go i'd be like oh yeah that's a cool name well, yeah. sometimes me, me, and, me, and andy, me and andy paris actually used to bounce names off each other for a while because you know he comes up with some, some awesome names too actually yeah uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, he'll throw some out there and i'm like man that's a cool name I'm like can i steal that you know <laughs> the, <laughs> the problem i have is is i have my girlfriend name a bunch of my snakes and then i'm downstairs and i'm like how the hell do you pronounce this like i don't know what this says <laughs> but that's what this animal's name is so it's it can be difficult but yeah it, it, for sure it's helpful and i know that with horses what they did is all the have this generic theme to their name so like at college they had a crop of horses born every year and the year that i was there one time it was alcohol so like there was the jaeger there was yingling there was all these different baby horses with alcohol names running around and that was that year's crop of kids so it helps if you kind of pick a theme so yeah i don't know i like that well, yep. I think the theme of your stuff is yellow. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, 
you're uh, <laughs> along with that. I mean, we're talking about jungles, but like whenever I see a jag, and mm. I see it has like your stuff has a specific look, and I know you're kind of like taking the gamma stuff to the next level, but like, what's your hopes? Where, or, like, what are you hoping to do with that? Like, I see some of the stuff they have. Some have like black stripes, sort of forming going down the back, and you know, some have these beautiful saddles. Some have those ocelots. Is it pattern? Is it color? I mean, I don't think you can get more yellow. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's both. I mean, uh, you know, I left mm-hmm. out with the ocelots a couple of years ago. Actually, I had that trio of. Uh, I was the last time I was on the show. Actually, I had that trio of uh, babies that hatched out from a stripe yep. gamma that I had, and they, they just turned out, you know, just unbelievable. Um, and so, you know, just, I, you know, enhance the yellow. I mean, I try. I mean, it, it, can it get any better? I mean, I don't know. And, and seriously, I, I just completely lucked out with the animals that I originally got to, to start breeding with, the, you know, my gamma collection. But one thing I do, and people ask me all the time, is, and I tell people, and, you know, I get different uh, responses back, is for me, because I, I, I bred a gamma to a, jungle diamond cross and the gamuts from that clutch did not turn out the way I wanted them to. They they just did not end up being bright. Some of them did, but not as Mm -hmm. bright as I did with straight jungles. But tell people that line, they're like, you know, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to put it to this. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But you know, maybe you should just put it to a straight jungle. Cause just for me, it has worked out that (laughs) way. And since you're buying a snake for me, just can kind of continue down that line, get a a nice jungle that you like, whether it's a pattern that you like, that you don't want to, try to get into the uh, gamma side or whatever but for me for the animal that i produce it's sticking with just pure jungles um with my gammas has just turned out the best and and they've just you know gotten big you know my di- i call them diamond jungle jags right they're probably their diamond percentage on there is probably so goddamn low now you wouldn't even consider it a diamond anymore you know, any part of it. Right. <laughs> because i just have not put it back to, to any kind of diamond so uh, but for me, it's yeah. just been, you know, just a nice clean jungle has just made them just brighter and brighter. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I mean, there, there are some other cool stuff out there that have been bred with jungle crosses and, or diamond crosses rather, and, and they're nice and yellow. But uh, I just have not personally had any luck with that. So I've just reverted back to, okay, any gamut diamond jungle jags I have, it runs straight to jungles, and that's it. Yeah, yeah most of the uh, – I did that pairing, what, in 2018, and uh, the gammas that I have, like the jags from that clutch, mm. you know, it's not that uh, – and again, you know you know that I think is one of your posts is you were saying like, I don't know if this one's going to turn out, you know, nice yeah. or whatever. And then all of a sudden you posted an adult picture of it, and you're like, holy shit. So I'm holding on to hope. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I don't know. There was a couple of them. I'm looking at them and I'm like, I don't know. Like when I see when to me, I don't know if this, if you've seen this, but like when they're going to have that screaming yellow, they almost have like, there's a cleanness to the, to that base pattern or it's like, I don't know. I can see it. And I know when I see it, when they're born and I'm usually mm-hmm. right with it, but I don't know how to explain it. Maybe you can explain it better. So there's, there's, there's you know, two yeah. things that I look for on on the babies that are born for Jags. Is one is that clean look that you're talking about. I mean, it's it's almost they're almost like born white, and right. you're like, okay, that that thing's gonna just explode. And then the other look right. that I look for is sometimes they have like a burnt look to them. Like some of the scales almost look like somebody took a lighter to it, just kind of sizzled the scales a little bit, so they're almost black, like kind of muddyish. Uh-huh. If, you, if I have a baby that has that, I'm holding on to that sucker because that thing is just going to explode. Every baby that I've had like that has just been unreal. Um, huh. So uh, those I try to hold on to. Uh, I I had uh, uh, 
sold one. I should say Andy, and, and I was lucky enough to get it back from Andy Paris. Actually, it was that way. It was just had this burnt kind of look to it, and I was right. like, "Man, this is right. this is a weird thing." You know, I said, "I just got to hold on to this one." And so I ended up getting greedy because I wanted a snake from him, and I did this little three snake trade swap with him and Vito. But lucky enough, right. Andy called me up and said, "Hey, you want her back?" And I was like, "Oh hell yeah, dude! She is insane. I mean, it's just <laughs> <laughs> she's just a, a super bright yellow." And and uh, but that's the way the ones that I've kept for my my personal self has all been that way. They've either been that that just that super white clean look right when they're born but they've had that mm-hmm. burnt kind of uh called i'll post up a picture on the website and tag you guys so you guys can see it and you guys you know we can chat about it later but it's, it's just cool. that yeah. kind of thing i kind of look for okay have you noticed that with the more i mean basically you're at a point now where you're starting to breed your own offspring have have you seen yeah. um more consistency in you know in the in the outcome of the jags yeah, so so now yeah. you know I, the color is good. So now now I'm working on those weird oscillate stripe type stuff to see if I can just get some <laughs> wild, you know, pet patterns on there. So yeah, this is uh, this will be the third year I'm breeding offspring that I've actually uh, bred here. So it's it's, actually, it's pretty cool. Nice, so, it's really cool. And something else yeah. too, actually, Vito and I talked about, and this is completely just you know opinion and theory. It's not scientific. I don't know for sure. But mm. one thing I tell people is like you try to get your your animals to to feed or jags rather as quick as possible because I feel that there's some sort of a um, color window. Um, I've had jags before that haven't eaten good and uh, they just do not color up like the ones that have. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a, you know, I, I'm a believer in, in assist feeding. I mean, I know everybody says, ah, if they don't eat, they don't eat the wild. Like, dude, we're not in the wild. They have them in your friggin' house. And so <laughs> but, they're, they're not going anywhere. So if they need a little assistance, give it to them. But I've noticed that if I, if I, get the animals feeding good and, and feed them on a, you know, a nice seven day to 10 day schedule the first year. They color up fast mm-hmm. because most of my gammas will color up within less than a year. They're bright yellow already. Um, but if they, if I have a slow starter, like say it doesn't start eating on its own for you know six months or something like that, those suckers don't color up as good if at all. And it, it's just, it's a bizarre thing. So Vito and I were talking hmm. like, yeah, man, maybe it's a color window with certain types of Jags, you know, cause you know, it doesn't happen in jungles. I've had jungles that haven't eaten, uh, for right. a while, and they finally start eating, and they color up as normal, you know, like like they're yeah. supposed to. But a lot of the some of the jags I've had that haven't eaten uh, good, uh, have, and I've left them, you know, like let's just see what happens. Those ones haven't colored up, but if I've assist fed them from the get go and kept them kind of going, and they eventually start eating on their own, they colored up quite nicely. So huh. that's another thing that I I kind of do with with my with my gammas as well. I just and I tell people that, and they're like, yeah, whatever, dude. You have any scientific? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, but. It's a weird observation. So it's been a few years you know? since I've tried it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what it's all about when breeding snakes anyway, is, is observing yeah. what, uh, what works best, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, I was going to say, uh, what was what are what is your go-to for assist feeding? Are you doing pink heads or what? what's your approach? Scenting or, yeah. Depending on the size, uh, if they're tiny, uh, yeah, it's pink heads. Um, if, if they're a tad bit bigger, you know, I'll, I'll feed them a whole uh, pinky and – you know, I'm just super careful, you know, I mean, a lot of people have different ideas about a fist feeding, whether it hurts the snake or whatever. Usually, if you get it halfway down and the snake's hungry, it'll, it'll start swallowing it. I may usually get it halfway and let it go. I just right. kind of hold the snake in my hand, and, and they'll swallow it down, no problem. I mean, I don't literally force it, force it, force it. I mean, if I, if I have to hold it until it starts swallowing, on I'll do that as opposed to forcing it down once I get that first, you know, third or, or first half in. Mm. Um because you certainly don't want to hurt the snake either and, you know, mess up their, their, their insides or their throat or anything like that. But, um, yeah. 
for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think once you get it in their teeth and it's kind of locked in, they've realized they can't let go of it. There's only one way to go. So <laughs> it goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done, uh, tails. Um, yeah, know, that's my go-to right now. And I've done, yeah. um, I've done pink head or I've done full pinks. Like, like you were saying, um, but yeah, both have worked. It, did anybody uh, buy the pinky pump that you normally told you had to buy when you started breeding snakes? <laughs> that metal thing that just mashed up the pinky down the throat of the animal? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, never got one of those. Yeah, but I've been doing for for crazy. Did you really? Yes, it is the dumbest, uh, dude. I I. Somebody told me, and I, I bit hook, line, and sinker. Stucker. And it, I am. I was. It has a tiny serrated disc in it that will force the pink. No, it doesn't. It just spews pinky guts everywhere. It's the most useless piece yeah. of crap ever. Oh, yeah. No. I threw that thing away. <laughs> you right. know? It, but. Oh, man. Yeah. Crazy. So, uh, what about... Uh, so... Have you produced uh, like gamma line zebra jags before? You have, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I did it my yeah. my uh, first my first year. Yeah, so I've I've got uh, one adult female that I, that I kept. Um, right. Nice. I just did not have a, uh, a zebra that I wanted to put to a uh, another gamma until recently. I bought a uh, German line zebra from uh, Star Pythons and grew him up, and he's uh, super you know bright yellow and it's got nice black. So I was like, oh man, it'll be good to go. Um, which he was, he produced a, a sib. We'll see what he does next year. Just, you know, and then that question comes up too, like, man, is it is it the female? Is it the male? Well, I mean, I also put him with uh, a hair female, and she laid twenty five or twenty six eggs, and all the eggs are perfect, uh, knock on wood, uh, to this date. So. I, oh, I just yeah. think it was just bad luck or, or, you know, it could be something with the female. You know, I don't know. I candled the eggs too in the beginning and they all look good, but here's actually, here's something I noted. I forgot who I was talking to today and I, and I, or maybe I posted it out of all the snakes that laid, uh, when I pulled them off the eggs, they're all curled around super tight. She mm-hmm. laid the eggs and, and didn't curl around them. She was over on the, no. on, uh, the other side of the tank and just relaxing. She laid them in the nest box just no. like you're supposed to. But when she finished laying, she she got out of there and, and sat on the other side of the tank, which I you know I thought like okay cool she's just warming herself up, but you know snakes know what's going on, and I should have just yeah. thought then like okay so something must be wrong with her, but of course you know you're like super excited because you got 23 eggs laying there looking all pretty, you're like oh awesome you know get your box in the incubator, but if I right. thought you know ahead of time and, and just said you know paid attention I'd been like huh she didn't even like still put her eggs at all and I left her there for a while too and she just didn't bother so I was like okay well whatever I'll put them in the incubator huh. no big deal but she she yeah. obviously knew more than uh, knew something was up so yeah I, I we've heard about that before where it's like she'll coil around the good ones and kick out the bad one or if it's the majority of the clutches no good she'll kick them out or something like that so that's potential um are you gonna just put that mail to her next year as in like you know, you got a good clutch with this girl. This is your only job this year. So, I mean, you ever thought about that of like slimming them down to one girl? Uh, possibly. I think I may also have a, a super zebra male. Actually, I might put with the gamma next year. I'm just not nice. sure. You know, with, obviously with super super zebras, you're not. Uh, you know, you don't see the color, so to speak. Yeah. And I'm not sure how that uh, color of the super zebra is going to translate into gammas. Um, right. You know, I, I, way back when I was like, man, you know, I really want to do a, a super zebra jag uh, gamma, and it should be mm-hmm. like 
just completely yellow, right? But then, I, you know, I'm talking to Nick Mutton, and Nick's like, well, no, that's not going to happen. Here's reasons why. So he gives me the scientific reason why. And, of course, <laughs> nobody believes him, but, fuck, you know what? It's actually true, right? Because uh, people yeah. have zebra, super zebra jags all the time, and you'll never see a super bright yellow one. So, obviously, Nick knows way more than he's talking about about that stuff than most. So <clears throat> I, I, I just I, – I didn't even try, but I might. I don't know. I just, it just um, – he's actually from – uh, Mutton's lineage uh, stuff that he's had in his stock. He, Ralph Polinski actually uh, passed him out, but we'll see. Um, I got a couple other male jungles that uh, I might put with this uh, female that yeah. uh, lead the clutch this year. Uh, just just depends, I guess. Cool. Gotcha. You know, Nick Mutton crushing our dreams with science. I mean, like that constantly. <laughs> Bastard. That's what he's doing. Yeah, jerk. I, um, I, I got to chuckle too because, because, it, because he says it so like. Uh, you know, and I don't mean this in a bad way because I think it's hilarious. He says it such a in a condescending way. You're kind of like so bad for even asking the question, right? You're like, oh, right, yeah, I should have knew that. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll talk to you later, Nick. <laughs> Damn it! Like I knew I should have yeah. known that. Like, yeah. <laughs> he really does yell at me though. He'd be like, God damn it! I told you not to do that. That's dumb. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> I thought it would turn out. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's great. It's good stuff, though. That's cool. So, how is that uh, German jungle? Uh, how did it color up? Is it nice? Is it you know? I mean, usually there. Oh yeah, he's crazy killer. He's he's screaming, you know. And and to be honest with you, zebras, in my opinion, actually, you rarely see super bright yellow ones. Actually, mm-hmm. they 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 get some sort of a weird just kind of tint of yellow. But yeah, man, he's he's screaming. I lucked out. I I mean, I, I told uh, Philip when I talked to him before that whatever clutch, whatever he did with that particular clutch that year, was insane because I think all the babies out of that clutch turned out the zebras just turned out awesome. Right, that's great. That's awesome. So we'll see what we'll see what gonna put him with the hair girl uh, jungle stuff this year. And like I said, the eggs are in the incubator, so I'm super super excited to see the babies that pop out of that one. That's okay. gonna be hard. I mean. Are are you in the camp of I'm gonna hold it back until it turns yellow and then I'll let it go, or are you in the I shouldn't have let that one go? Both. Damn it. <laughs> right? Because we, we, we've all we've all done it, right? I've, I've kicked yeah. out snakes and sold them right away once they start eating, and then somebody's like, "Dude, look at the snake I bought for me like six months ago." You're like, "Damn it, damn no. it, oh, can, can I get that back?" Right. Crap. Yeah, but we'll see. But I, you know, I've been in the process of reducing my collection anyway, just to kind of keep it down and get more manageable numbers for myself. And and so right. I I don't plan on keeping too too much. And what I'm probably going to do is just go by pattern. Um, and, and you know the, the percentage of yellow versus black on the animals that are hatched out this year, and just kind of go with that and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm uh, a hoarder. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> I have such a problem with that, man. Because, yes, you do. <laughs> you know, a perfect example is this. Well, I kind of knew that this one was going to be stellar, but uh, I sent Riley that uh, Citrus Tiger Head Albino, yeah. and I just knew <laughs> oh, yeah. it had that look. And he sent me a picture back of it all grown up, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, you are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Because I have I one. I think he just recently yours. posted a picture of that thing, too. Actually, that thing is awesome. He tossed a yeah. video of it. Of it his, uh, he he yeah. threw a video up and it was like, he, that thing appears more on his carpets and coffee thing than anything else. I mean, like, that is a constant <laughs> struggle for Eric. Like, that, yeah. But in a way, it's kind of good because you kind of have now, 
you know, now I know where like, it is. Oh. Yeah. well, no, not that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like advertising in a way, you know what I mean? True. If you sell like some nice snakes to people and then people are going to, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, that's snake, you know, cause not soon after he did that, I had people knocking down my door for like, Hey man, do you have any more of those citrus tiger head albinos? And Owen will tell you, Tinley Park, like everybody's like, nah, I don't want them. Nah, I don't want oh, them. Oh, dear nah, God. It them. was insane. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, mean? Owen. Maybe I maybe I misjudged this, but these things are going to be killer. And yeah, well, nobody cares. But it was, I brought adults and they're like, didn't I bring, I, I brought a bunch of straight up just citrus tigers yearlings to. I think a Hamburg once, and no one wanted anything to do with them. And I'm like, damn, dude, I'm sorry. I tried. But it's just like, whatever. All of a sudden, everything grows up, and, you know, there's a bunch of citrus tigers out there somewhere. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Riley just up. posted it in the chat. Oh, man, it's nice. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, it's cool. That's a cool snake. But, uh, okay, cool. So I'm going to backtrack for a second. Like you were talking Mm -hmm. about your, 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 you have a window to get the color on the, you know, is your thoughts. So what's your, what's your feeding regimen that you're kind of in that window? Like you're feeding every week, every couple of days. So I I feed the the newborns up to a year, year and a half, every seven to 10 days. Um, okay. okay. It works with it works with my work schedule. It works with me, uh, you know, going out to uh, my my buddies out in uh, not too far from here to pick up rats and stuff like that. So, um, you know, in any, I mean, obviously these things will eat, you know, as much as you feed them. Uh, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, but uh, for the ones that don't eat, you know, my I'll, I'll give it a while. I'll tease feed and, and or tease 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 up until you know three or four months. If they end up, uh, you know, not eating for you know, three or four months and I'll, I'll start assist feeding and I'll do, I'll do that same regiment every seven to 10 days, probably, you know, even a little wider just because you're assist feeding, but they usually take, you know, I've, I've picked up some little tips from people here and there on, on tease feeding and, uh, you know, taking rat pinks and, you know, rubbing them up with a, a, a popper mouse or something like that and just heating them up super right. hot. That usually right. works, you know, but a lot, you know, a lot of times when, when you have, you know, 30, 40 babies laying around. I mean, who has time to sit down and <laughs> every feed, you know, 40 yeah. babies at one time, you know, so it, it, it takes a lot. So, and that's, again, one, another reason why I kind of said, okay, I'm going to only have this many clutches this year or try for this many clutches. I'm only going to have this many snakes because it takes a while, you know, I mean, I'm lucky my, my, yeah. my wife is uh, tolerant, but there's sometimes I'm down here in the snake rooms and I could be down here for two, three hours feeding snakes. You know? like, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, definitely to have a patient wife is key <laughs> in those situations yeah. for sure. Um, okay, cool. So I I see that you've I, I can never tell. I think these I think you have like three year old diamonds, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, I've got uh, so I've got two well two four year old diamonds. I've got two three year olds that I just posted. And then I've got uh, two yearlings, and uh, uh, actually, I got another three-year-old I just actually picked up from my buddy uh, Matt Patterson uh, out there in Washington. He had a okay. reduced pattern from Greg um, that he was uh, selling, so uh, I lucked out yeah. and picked up another yeah. one. So. <laughs> um, I'm hoping the female I got from you goes next year, and she's going to go with a reduced pattern. That's that's the plan. So we'll there, there, so there's a snake that you know talking about regretting. There's a snake that regrets selling right there. I'm just really. Every time I, okay, that know, right there. I'll, 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 
I'll, I'll see stuff posted, you know, and, and I'm like, I think I texted you or not texted you, but messaged you on something. I was like, yeah, that's a snake. I told you. I'm like, oh, it's a different one. I'm like, okay, fine. No, whatever. Okay, good. No, yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, she's, uh, I, I miss that girl, but you know, you, you get a bunch of snakes in, right. And, and you, your, your thought process and what you want in your collection changes a little bit. So you kind of move your collection. Sure. Like, ah, I'll sell this and pick up another one later. And, Oh, and then you know a year later, like damn it, I really regret selling that snake. I should have kept it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Is is but, this? Uh, is are we talking the big reduced pattern girl? No, or no, no, no. The big just straight diamond girl. Yeah, the female. She's kind of like okay. has a, a reduced pattern. She's riverbank yeah, yeah. girl. But oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, those riverbank animals tend to be a, even the the reduced pattern ones tend to be a little bit darker than. Right. Um, a lot of the reduced stuff that's here in the states, or not in the states, but the stuff like Greg or or uh, Josh <clears throat> has uh, has been produced. But yeah, she she was awesome. But uh, yeah, I, I picked up some more diamonds. I'm kind of leaning my my collection's kind of shifted a tad bit. I've actually got more diamonds than I have jungles now. I, to be honest with you. So, Ooh, so okay. But, um, now are these diamonds for straight up diamond projects, or will you be kind of dipping them back into your? I know you said you don't like to breed the the gamma stuff or the other stuff into the diamond but will you just keep straight diamond or will you mix no no the, all the diamonds will be just straight diamonds I'm, i i will uh, i just told somebody today actually to message me like hey you're going to do this this pairing i said nope i will absolutely never put a diamond to a <laughs> never uh, going to happen uh, okay. to, to a gamma <laughs> yeah so so the diamonds will just remain with diamonds and uh, just keep it that way it's funny enough i got intrigued um just like okay what do i you know where do i want my collection to be what do i want um Again, to reference something that Nick said, I think he posted this. He said something like, because, uh, you know, Nick, obviously, he's a purist. And he's a damn good one. But he's like, uh, you know, everybody <laughs> eventually re- reverts back to, you know, getting stuff that's pure. I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm getting every morph I can possibly think of. Flash forward, <laughs> you know, three, four years later. Like, I, I so barely have any kind of morph anything. And I'm just like, Jesus, like, that's a straight Darwin. That's a straight jungle. That's a straight bread line. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, Damn it. He did it again. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say so, that. So, yeah, the diamonds are just with the diamonds. Awesome. Yeah, okay. So do you keep them – you keep them in the same room, right? You just keep them lower or – I do. I, I keep everything on the uh, lower. I do have a second room that I keep uh, a couple of the other diamonds in, but I, my, I'm lucky okay. that my uh, it's essentially it's my it's my basement. You know, and then we've got just certain rooms in there, but they're not insulated, uh-huh. so it's easier for me to heat up cages that I want to keep a tad bit warmer than it is to you know try to keep them cool. So I can just cut the diamonds off in the winter time, and it drops down to you know. Uh, low 60s high 50s and I'm, and I'm cool i'm set because just the way the temperature kind of sets here in the basement um because i can eat up the other cages easy enough but all the diamonds and even the bread lie are always on bottom cages or in the other room where i can just shut everything off completely right gotcha okay what about the inlands are you still working with them i know you had that one that was like uh it was like the one female had tons of red on it beautiful beautiful snake yeah so, so i ended them? up trading that thing off to, to now i ended up trading them off to my buddy andy watson actually he uh um, oh, okay you know i've been going back and forth with animals and stuff and i think he was actually looking for something to pair with uh a male that he had and i was like wow shoot you know what i i got this one he's like let's, let's do a deal so it's like, okay. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> but yeah, so things. So it, are, I mean, I love the inlands as well. Inlands are absolutely awesome. Yeah, 
I just posted it over in the chat, that thing, so Owen can see what I'm talking about. But, uh, man, that's a nice snake for sure. So are you working with him at all, or are you totally out of Inland? Totally out of him right now. So all all I have is, uh, you know, python-wise or carpet-wise, rather, diamonds, bread lie, jungles, the gamma stuff. And I've got a pair of Darwins uh, that, that I'm keeping, too, which are pretty sweet. That's the other so, animal. That's the one I thought you were going to sell. You said you regret selling because that male, <laughs> that male died. Yeah, well, so that, that, that's another one. Yep. Yeah. Holy Damn it. Wait, I think, I think actually when I, was, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I was actually taping that box up, I was like regretting it. I was like, man, maybe I should tell Eric that like FedEx is closed today. <laughs> Wait, you got you got two of his animals that he regrets selling. What did you do to this man? Like, you know, dude. I dude, he had it posted up. I was like, holy shit, Uh, that's an awesome snake. I, you know, you know, you see that snake and you're like, oh, I got to get this now before he changes his mind. Before he he comes to his senses. So I did pick up another mail from Andy, just like yours, Eric, that that I sold you. It's not as nice, but it's still like super light color. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty pretty awesome. It's totally different Darwin, you know, that, that you normally see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see that on so. your page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of potential with that, man, I, I, in my opinion, especially that line. I don't I don't know what makes it so special, different, or whatever, but, man, it's it's a nice uh, – Start refining it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like – you know, not many, not many people have it, I don't think. I mean, I, I you know, I know Andy um, – I think he originally got those for I want to say from uh from Mike Cross actually. Um right. really. and he uh you know, he's bred them successfully uh the years that he's had them. And they just turned out with some just the I mean the albinos are screaming and the, the heads are just super, super light. It's just oddball looking. It'd be kinda of neat to, to kind of see what they do with, you know, other Darwin stuff and you know, compete with some the of plan. these guys that are in the UK or in Australia, yeah, that that have these kind of <laughs> crazy looking Darwins that we don't have. I know. That's another group of snakes. Is like, uh, you know, nobody, not not that nobody cares about it, but you know, I can see why it gets overlooked. Like, you know, I posted up this IJ the other day, and um, it's like people losing their minds. Yeah. <laughs> That was like the most po- like likes and posts and all that stuff that I ever got on a snake. It was like holy shit, people were going crazy. Um, <laughs> but it's just a but, normal like IJ, like no morph well, involved in it at all. Eh. Well, yeah, it's just a normal IJ, but it's just that, GQ yeah. and it's it's bright and it's you know. Oh my god, it's got that really hairs. light base color and, and <laughs> I'm trying to find a picture of that. Uh, here's that Darwin. I do uh, post it up. So okay. So are you think? I mean, you, you're sort of. You said you were changing, um, like condensing down your collection. Um, is there anything else? Yeah, that I, you're... I just, just weed it down. I mean, I picked up some boas uh, last year and and the beginning of this year, which was kind of cool. I mean, I've I've been on the fence with not on the fence. I've just been dragging my feet, I guess, picking because I've always <laughs> liked like leopard uh, boas. I'm like, I'm going to get some at Tinley this year. And I get to Tinley and end up buying some more carpets. And I'm like, okay. And I go, then maybe, maybe in October. So I come back in October. Oh, I'm going to get a leopard uh, boa this time. And, and I come up, come back with more carpets. And it's like, ah, it's not working out. So finally I just bit the bullet. It's like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to just gonna just do it. So I had uh, contacted Ven over at um, Cutting Edge Herpetology uh, and picked up a female from him. And then I grabbed another female from a couple other people and a couple males. And so I got a group of four um, Hypo leopards, um, 
And they're pretty That's sweet. Cool. They're, they're fun. I mean, it's, it's different, you know, and yeah. they give live birth. So when they're old enough to breed, it'll be kind of cool to see that as opposed to incubating eggs. And uh, that's just something different. It'll smell. So, you know, the, you, you'll know what happens. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Right. So, um, right. But no, they, like, do you feel like that variety is something that you need in a collection every once in a while? Is something new? I mean, could you possibly get bored so. black and yellow in every cage? You know, I, I don't think it's actually boring with the snakes, to be honest with you. With me, it, yeah. it just, um, you know, social media has done a lot to to enhance our hobby, but it's also done a lot to kind of like screw it up, I think, in, in some ways. And <laughs> right. uh, I yeah. just got just tired of just, you know, jumping on the Internet and seeing just people arguing and bickering and this and that. And, you know, oh, if it's not this, it's got to be this. And I was like, you know, I didn't get into this hobby to basically play drama stuff on the Internet. I got in it because I like snakes and and so I just said, screw it. I'm just going to just get stuff that I personally like. I don't care if it sells or not. You know, I mean, I thought right. it's fun to sell. It's cool that you can kind of, you know, use your hobby to pay for your hobby. But on the same token, that's one of the reasons why I just say, okay, I'm just going to, like, reduce my carpet collection and just back off and get some stuff. And, you know, because, like, like, the BOA stuff, I'm not involved in any of the forums. I mean, I, I've signed up for them, but I don't, you know, jump on there and chit-chat or anything like that. I look to see the pictures and see what else is cool. But I'm not involved. And it's just so relaxing just to enjoy your see other things as want. opposed yeah. to answering questions or, or, you know, bickering with somebody because they don't like the, the, the way you, you know, you, you keep your animal or, you know, that water bowl is too small. What the hell are you talking about? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for, yeah. So, so for me, that was one of the reasons why I just said I'm just going to back off carpets a little bit and get something different. Like I got some Mullikins scrub python, which I've had before. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just been difficult to friggin' find these dang things. I mean, I, I mean, I kid you not. I remember going to pet stores in the late '80s and early '90s, and mullikins would be hanging all over the damn place. Yeah, now right. You can't find them to save your life, you know. I mean, I had an adult pair that uh, they were huge, and the female uh, ended up uh, passing because of some complications with one being gravid, and two, she had surgery the year before, and it was just a bad case, and I ended up losing her. So I, mm-hmm. I held on to the male for a while looking for a female. It never happened, so I sold her and I've like, regretted it ever since. And then I, um, a buddy of mine tagged me on a post that uh, Joe Fatalski had posted a uh, juvenile female while looking. And I was like, man, you got to be kidding. And so I was like, ah, that's probably going to be gone by the time I, I you know, messaged the guy and messaged Joe. And he's like, yeah, I'm still here. I was like, oh, I'll take it right now. You know? <laughs> 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 yeah. This so, one of course, is... you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you do stuff like that, I remember, I'll remember that moment for the rest of my life, right? Because I'm all excited. My wife's like, what's going on? I was like, huh? Nothing? Really <laughs> good? Get out of here. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, that, I mean, and, and you're right, because I mean, what was it? It must have been close to 10 years ago. We got a group, uh, my buddy Chris and I got a group of babies, baby, like fresh hatching Moluccans. And good luck finding those now. It's like you're never going to see those. It's nuts. So, yeah, it's, it, it's wild. And, and there's some guys that have got some good, some adult pairs that they're putting together. I mean, uh, Dave uh, Means and uh, Chris was yep. Chris Gray. I think, uh, you know, they, they've, uh, they've got a hell of a collection in it. And, you know, and Scott Borden actually has got an adult pair. Hopefully he's mm-hmm. got some luck. There's another guy, too. Um, ah, his last name, Joe. Um, probably going to put his last name, Switzel. Or, there's, yeah, there's Josh Switzel has got him. I know Chad Josh, Gray. that's him, yeah. Yep. Chris Josh Foley. has got quite a few, so hopefully yeah, he's, he's got, got some. Yep. And he's got Halma Harris, too. It, it, these people have Halma Harris, Maluk, and some of that. You you're really kind of hopeful that 
somewhere down the road we start seeing this stuff getting produced kind of more and I kind of like it when I know that there's certain people out there working with either hard to breed or more rare species. So it's, it's kind of cool to have that around. Uh, I hope so. That's one of the reasons why yeah. I kind of drifted away from carpets as well, just to say, oh, I'm going to get some stuff that's a little tad bit uncommon. I mean, yeah. not uncommon to the point where there's no, no nobody's got them, but at least stuff that I like and I could care less whether anybody else has got them or I can sell them or not. It's just, I think, just think they're cool, you know? Yeah, Totally. What do you think your approach is going to be to breed them? Have you thought about that at all? Have you are you just going to like try yeah, to grow them I, up? I had or? a sort of I had a sort of informal conversation with Scott uh, a while back because he asked me questions about my adults that I did had and you know like she was gravid for sure. I was like, you know, it's funny. I had them in my garage. I lived in California at the time. I had them in my mm-hmm. garage. My garage is insulated, you know, so I, but I opened it up, let air in, but it stayed you know, pretty neutral in there. Not knowing any better, just being naive, I guess. I didn't treat them any different than I would any other carpet. I cooled them down just like I did all my other carpets. Um, same temperature gradient, everything. And they locked up immediately. And, of course, everybody has seen locks. And, man, she swelled up, had a post, uh, post-ovulation post shed, and was she just got a super bad infection, I guess, when she tried to pass. The, she had surgery the year prior, and um, she had some um, scar tissue and would not mm. allow the eggs to pass through. And those eggs just got impacted. And uh, she ended up getting a super bad infection and ended up dying on me. But, you know, and again, the, the vet, and not to talk anything bad about the vet, he just wasn't a snake guy. And, and I didn't even think about it at the time. Like, man, are the eggs good? Because it's, you know, they're pretty far along. And if she's going to be laying in the next week or so, you know, maybe we could have saved those eggs. But she had yeah. six eggs in her. And, uh, you know, it was like snake died. And he's like, whatever. And then, of course, Scott's like, hey, did you, what about the eggs? And I was like, you know what? At that time, it was like I didn't even think about it, and neither did the vet, <clears throat> that whether or not the eggs were viable. I mean, could he have candled them and put them in an incubator? Probably. Who knows? But uh, I, I didn't do anything different. I, I just, you know, there there's people that say, like, ah, maybe we should do this, and, you know, you should do that. You know, I don't know. I, I guess I'll have to see again when these things grow up, and uh, hopefully Chris and Scott and Dave and Josh and those guys will have them before these things grow up, and I can kind of take their lead and, and do what they did, you know? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so we'll hmm. we'll see. That would be cool. Yeah, that's a cool yeah. project for sure. I think sometimes when yeah, you have fun. those, you know, like those type of projects, you sort of have to, uh, I don't know, kind of focus on them. You know, like Chris and uh, and Josh and well, uh, Dave, all those guys. They're just kind of like focused on those, like like intently and they have success, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we were talking about it earlier, but I think like part of the reason my season was so sh- kind of shitty was I just had too many things in the fire, you know, like when you're mm-hmm. trying to juggle yeah. too many projects and you're just like, it doesn't, you don't give it the same attention, I guess, is maybe the, uh, is the, is my thoughts, but you know, that's awesome. Man. Who knows? Yeah. 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 So sometimes life life kind of takes over, and uh, you know it's, it's just, you know not that your snakes aren't your priority, but you know at times they're, they're not, you know. And, and right, you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're, 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 living, you're living life, and, and next thing you know, you, you pass that what is that uh, mid November when you're cooling down stuff, and you're like, holy crap, it's in January. Yeah, I guess I'll start cooling now. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Did I hit the temperatures I was supposed to? Must have, right? Yeah. And then it's like, right. oh, nope, nope, no, I didn't. So yeah, no. you know. Okay. Cool. It happens. Always next. Are year. you thinking of? Are you thinking about adding any other type of outside the box projects to your to your group? Oh, I got some basins coming, uh, hopefully sometime this Ooh. year. Uh, if not, Ooh. it'll be next year for sure. So uh, I've had those on and off for, <laughs> for 
for years. And um, I love those things. And, you know, just for, for whatever reason and for various reasons over the years, I've grown them up, sold them. Never had a chance to actually breed and have baby basins. I've had Surinams before and, and Guyana Shield uh, emeralds, but never basins. But uh, I've, I've got uh, my eye on a few and got a couple buddies that uh, I'm going to be hitting up when their babies drop. So, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, if Ed Marino keeps posting these, these crazy animals, you know, <laughs> not like <laughs> jerk. <laughs> like, you <Yeah>. know, it's. <laughs> um... What about uh, bread lie? Do you just have normal bread lie, or are you starting to dip a toe into those projects? I, I do have bread lie growing up. I've got a uh, so what I'm going to do actually, uh, just because I, I like them. So for, for mm-hmm. and this, my my theory or my thought on this is, is kind of twofold. I really like them. I, I love them, and I think they're awesome. So I have a stonewashed bread lie female that's damn near an adult, and I've got nice. a hypo that I'm growing a hypo hypo male. So I'm going to keep that as my pair and grow those up. So I've got a bunch of babies that I'm helping my buddy sell. And um, I, I cannot sell one of those things to save my life. I mean, it's it's like <laughs> holy crap, you know. And and, and uh, you know, I, I got these things because I'm like, I really like bread lie. These things will sell yeah. like hotcakes. I mean, I sell gammas before they're even, you know, before they can even eat their first meal. For sure, I can sell bread lie, no problem. And a year later, I'm like, dude, like these things are eating like medium rats now. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like, I got them you know. <laughs> so so and, and again, it, it, you know, I'm not, you know, we don't have this or i'm not doing the hobby to make a living or i just do it for fun but I, i've got to be mm-hmm. realistic and say okay like i if i'm going to breed these things i need to be responsible and either one say hey i'm going to take care of these things forever or give them and or sell them to to somebody so i've got one pair that i'm just going to grow up and keep and of course you know for for whatever reason i think a lot of people look at bread line they're like oh well i've seen so and so have a bread line for 150 bucks i'm like yeah sure cool that that's a normal bread line this is a hypo so it's a little, it's yeah, a little bit more, a it's a more. <laughs> and I, I don't think people have actually gotten past that yet i mean there are people that that uh sell them off quick and i know nick does i know ralph uh, polinski does uh and, but they're known for that stuff as well i'm not um yeah. but i do like bread line so i'll, I'll keep the pair that i've got and grow them up and just do it for fun just because i think they're cool i mean they're just awesome looking pythons that's a killer pair, though, to just be the like the pair. I mean, uh, hypo stone wash. I mean, that's a good way to go, I think. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And again, I'm just, I'm just keeping those like for fun. You know, they're they're just yeah. really so. I'm totally in love with the female stone wash. I mean, she's big and just. I mean, she almost looks hypoish already. She's just super super faded around the first third of her body. Kind of like yours, Eric. I saw a picture of yours. Yours, your the posterior of yours is super dark, but the front third of your uh, stone watch that you've got. It's like so light. I just, I love that look. So, yeah. Yeah. That is badass. Um, yeah, yeah. I gave Owen the crappier one. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Now, that one's pretty nice. his head, like, what are you guys talking about? Mine doesn't look like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I knew I was getting hosed, you know? Hey man, of course I, I can't really you bitch. Got yeah, yeah, you got it for the free uh, word. I, I'm gonna be quiet. It's like you know, but well, well that's a perfect example. I bought that as a pair. Um, yeah, and uh, I put them together, and I'm like, oh man. And you know, with bread lie, you're kind of like, um, I've never tried to breed these before, so maybe. Maybe I'm maybe they're not cool enough. Maybe I'm doing it too early. You know, all these things are going through my head. And I think it was at Carpet Fest. Somebody was like, "Nah, that's a male." <laughs> I was like, "Damn it! What about this one?" 
No, that's, that's a boy a too. I'm like, Son of a bitch. I'm like, here, Owen, take this now. <laughs> I'm so pissed. Just take it. And and I can guarantee you that the one you gave me is a male because he's been locked with my female a bunch. And uh, we already established they don't do that if they're girls. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so okay. Ah, too funny. Yep. It is. That's part of the joys of uh, you know. Everybody's greeting. had one horror story or multiples. So yeah. You know. So I was looking on your page and I was flipping through and um, I thought this might be something cool to bring up. And I don't think we talked about it on the show last time. Maybe we did and I don't remember. But um, as far as egg boxes go, it seems like you use those uh, sim containers, but you kind of have a substrate in the bottom. Is that is that just to keep the water yeah, from sloshing so around? Yeah, I put probably maybe it's a creature habit kind of deal. I put uh, perlite at the bottom. I mean, I see a lot of people either put sponges or just water. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> but you know, you, you always have that thought process, right? Like, man, this, this I never tried that before. This worked last time, so yeah, I'm just gonna keep doing it this way. Um, right. I probably could put water in it. I mean, I've been told, hey, I gotta just put water in it and leave it alone. I'm like, yeah, okay. As I'm dumping perlite into the bottom of the. Uh, <laughs> the <tub>. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, just it's a creature or habit thing. I mean, those, those things are awesome. I, I love them. Um, I just haven't had the ball, to be honest with you, to try it just with water. <laughs> gotcha. Everybody else has done it, but that's uh, yeah. one of those things. <clears throat> well, yeah, I was going to ask you because um, I don't know. A couple th- So I've had eggs that, you know, again, I don't know if it was because of this. Um, have you had eggs go bad in those containers? I, uh, I have, actually. Um, yeah. I, at that time, blamed it on the incubator itself. Okay. Um, again, I'm knocking on wood right now. All the eggs, with the exception of the gamma clutch, look perfect. And I've got you know one clutch that's due to hatch next weekend, and there's not one that looks bad in there. So, um, okay. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Okay. So, you know, yeah. people either you know poke holes in it or or don't. Uh, some people keep them completely sealed. I've actually drilled uh, a couple small holes on either side of the top, and. Um, you know, because you know, I guess it also depends on where you have your incubator too, right? So, right. and depending on where you live, your your temperature or the the humidity or the you know barometric pressure can be different. I tend to get a bunch of condensation on on the inside of my tubs, regardless of what I have them in. So that's Me one too. of the reasons why I drill those holes in there and just keep the incubator itself kind of humid. Um, and I still, mm-hmm. you know, to this day, every every other you know three or four days, I've got to wipe the tops down. Uh, to keep the water off from landing on the eggs, and I just mm. it just never goes away. So I'm like, okay, it's just where I live, where I've got the incubator, and and how my incubator operates. It's just something I've got to live with. Whereas I, you know, I talked to Vito, and and his stuff is like bone dry in there, and 90% humidity. I'm like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> how do you do that? Like, <laughs> the same thing. You, right. you know, he lives in Arizona, and, and it, it's just a, it's a different temperature all the way around. So it, you know, it's just affected differently. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think you might be. I, I get a lot of a lot of water in the you know like uh, condensation on the top and then the front. And I tried that trick that the what the hell is that? Is that thunder? Wow! Holy shit! I'm like, what is our truck rolling through the? You didn't hear that? No. Are you okay? Oh. Are you scared? I mean, like, did you run under the bed? Well, like, my, ha- my house just shook. <laughs> you know, it kind of like oh. uh, not a normal oh, okay. thing. Well, the pool exploded. It's all right. Just keep going. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, so I tried that trick that uh, Buddy Buscemi told me where you kind of like put a dowel rod 
to kind of like yep. elevate it up so that the water kind of runs down and then runs back into the bottom. But that's, I don't know. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Did there it work? You go. It did. Uh, but I still got a lot of condensation and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's moving you... condensation now. Yeah. So I didn't know if it, like I was getting um you know like my eggs were some of my eggs were going bad because of the water or if it was mm. just uh you know but I'm going to try to drill a hole in the in the box. Although this year is all maternal incubation so far so I won't be To be honest with you I think I'm going to try that next year uh and because I'm kind of reducing how many clutches I'm going to do each year and reducing my clutching and overall um, there are a couple of females because of their size uh, and just kind of overall health and their age that I've, I've actually bred every year. But uh, I think I'm going to just start going to every other year for females, regardless of what they are. I mean, like diamonds mm-hmm. for sure. That, that's every other year, if not every three years. Um, a couple of the jungle girls that I've had, I've, I've bred them every year. I mean, the, the beach female that uh, I got, I mean, she bred last year, had eggs and she was big enough, and she had a good solid clutch this year, but I'm not going to breed her probably next year or the year after that. <clears throat> Just because. So that, that'll uh, help, too, when they have good size and, and haven't been bred and, and dropped a clutch. I'll feel more comfortable doing uh, maternal incubation than I would if they were breeding every year. Right. Yeah. I don't I, – yeah, I definitely don't think that you can uh, – I mean, you could, I guess, if you feed them like crazy, but I don't know. I think that's taxing on them. The, you know, I think and so I think, too. I think, you I think it, kill a snake faster, feed overfeeding yeah. it than you do underfeeding it. So I'm, I was going to ask you, like with those those clutches that you get, uh, you know, the girl that's going year after year for you, is the clutches growing or do they seem to stay the same size? Like uh, count. They're actually growing. Um, so they're actually growing count wise. Uh, but uh, you know, I, again, I'm just going to just kind of slow down and just. Just back off right. and let it, because you know, I mean, I like these snakes, and I want them to live as long as I can possibly keep them. And sure. uh, you know, and, and we all learn. I'm learning something new every day. I mean, it, you know, if your thought process is, "Hey, feed your snake every week and, and breed them every year," it's like, ah, it's probably not the case, because you know, the more you read, you know, it, it's and the the thought is like with diamonds, like, hey, you know, don't feed it this way because this is how they are in the wild. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, all snakes are kind of that way in the wild. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of these snakes I've never seen in the wild today, but in the same token. If they're taxing their body all the time and, and feeding them and just breeding them every year, I mean that's it takes its toll. You know, they, I, mean, I think they snakes live in dog years uh, when you when you treat them that way, where they get old quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll just uh, back off and you know feed less, maybe feed bigger mills and feed less frequently. I mean I, I've completely changed the way I fed my adults. I used to feed my adults every every two weeks. Um, male and female. And now I feed the females every two weeks as it gets closer to breeding season. But I feed the males once uh, once a month. They're cranky as hell, but um, they, hey, they seem overly <laughs> overall healthier, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but they look they just they just look better, and they just seem like they have a you know definitely more lively rest for damn sure. <laughs> hey, worst thing a male could do for himself is to become a proven male. Because now you are on maintenance food for the rest of your life. Like, uh you ain't growing anymore. <laughs> right. You're done. Right. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I got a uh, – I think I showed – you saw this, Owen. But, like, uh, for a while, I thought I was keeping my males too small because my males are mm. small. Like, they're small. Yes, they are. Right? <laughs> yes. And um, – which is kind of the sucky thing about when you do, when you approach it like that, you know, you have the whole thing. If you get a female by accident, um, <laughs> you kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. that could be trouble. But uh, anyway, um, 
I knit, I bought uh, this Exanic, you know, Jag Proven Breeder from uh, from Nick, and um, he sent it to me, and <laughs> that thing is small too, so I felt much Man, better. I was is, like, okay, and I is, was like, he is this is so small. Animals that I have, that are bigger I, yeah, than I have, I have it. My Exanic Jaguar is that animal's son, and it's bigger than him. So I'm like, oh my god, like what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Huh. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Oh, that's cool. All right. Um, okay, so that's the uh are you gonna do anything different as far as uh breeding your diamonds, like when you're doing that? Are you I mean, I know you're keeping them in the same room and all, but yeah. But are you gonna drop them cold, cold, or are you just gonna go with the room temperature of what you can get? Or kick them out of the room. Yeah, well, I mean, it, as long as the temperature gets down to, which I've been, so let me back up here. I got my first pair of adult diamonds when I lived in California. And yeah. um, I tried to, I think they got down to the lowest. I mean, and luckily that year, uh, well, luckily it didn't work out, but we actually had a cold spell that year. So it, it got cold when I say cold, you know, in the 60s, and it stayed that way for, you know, some time, good month, I guess. And so I was able to, to, to drop them down uh, pretty low, and the female laid a bunch of slugs. And, you, know, you were talking about this before the show actually started, right? So I'm yeah. like, okay, maybe the male wasn't cool enough and didn't produce viable sperm. The female obviously laid, you know, slugs, so she, she's doing something. But I was like, okay, that, that didn't work out. It must be the temperature. I moved to Ohio, and the first year I had a freaking awesome clutch of, of diamond eggs. Because I was able to drop them down into the high 50s and keep them that way, from basically November until the beginning of mid March, and I didn't, um, you know, a whole nine yards. Followed the regiment, and it was perfect. I mean, it just she cranked out, uh, I don't know, twenty some odd eggs, and um, it, it, it was it was awesome. So uh, I think the hardest part of uh, diamond pythons is, is realizing that you got a snake that cost you know a good chunk of change, and, and yeah, don't feed it and drop it down at you know cold temperature and leave it alone. Most people are like, what the hell, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not doing that, but it's, it is. So yeah, it's, it's to me, it's just, it just sounds kind of funny. They're easier to take care of, in my opinion, than most carpets. I mean, oh yeah, you, you feed them once or twice a month. You leave them alone. You cool them down in the in the winter time, and don't feed them, and and just give them their, you know, six or seven hours of hot spot in the winter, and they're, it's a piece of cake. Uh, yeah. But I think as as pet owners, when you have multiple, you know, different kinds of snakes, it's just hard to walk past a cage, and you know they're because you know they're. You don't feed those suckers, but man, they're plastered up against the glass like, dude, it's been a month. You're going to feed me or what? You know, you're like, sorry, man. You're a diamond. I can't. You know? So I, I think that's just the hardest part of, of owning, uh, you know, owning diamonds. And not to go on this subject or anything like that, too, but, I mean, obviously there are, you know, a lot of crosses out there. So people will cool those down. I, I pose a question, like, what percentage of a cross does it have to be for it, for it to actually take diamond winter temperatures so there's right. a lot of people that you know cool their their unknown crosses down and they'll end up dying and they're like well what the hell so um it's a tough call i mean i to answer your original question that's yeah, diamonds are easy in my opinion uh to take care of and uh, to get them to, vi- to breed viably i mean i'm sure that takes a, that's take some work out have some good healthy animals and stuff like that but to get them to that point and just make sure that they're healthy it's it's a lot easier than most people would think do I you think. find do you find the babies to be maybe a little bit more difficult? Babies are a different thing. Yeah, babies are a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they sure are. 
Okay. Yeah, it, t- it <laughs> took me for, I mean, I was like, okay, I was like, okay, man, this is like not cool. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on with these babies. <laughs> Everything else is eating, and these suckers are not eating at all until I figured out like, yeah, okay, dime, people say diamond pythons are a pain to get this started. So it took me a while to get that clutch actually going. I mean, it, it's a long, long time, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I've got some tricks that I'm going to try next time around, and I've talked to a few people that uh, said, well, I'll try this, do this, do that. So. Okay. Um, we'll you, try it differently next time. Do you uh do you winter every single diamond regardless of age or just the ones that are coming up the breeding age? So the uh the ones that are for babies up to a year, I do cycle mm-hmm. them a little bit, but it's 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 like a month and it's certainly not down to uh, you know, high fifties. It's it's usually drops down to like my normal carpets, you know, in the low seventies. Um, yeah. But then after that first uh, year, you know, by the time you hit that second winter, then I'll I'll drop them down like uh, like adults, which is okay. scary as hell. But uh, <laughs> they come out lively and somehow somehow some way shed before you even fed them feed them when you when March comes around. You're like holy crap, you know. <laughs> so See, I <clears throat> I just put them down. They went to fifty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. You know. I gave them yeah, a. I think. I think the the what I tried to do is give them a nice uh, snug uh, hide box that they could get into, and um, you know, sure enough, they come out. They'll. You know, the interesting thing about diamonds is, especially when uh, with the with my setup and I got like heat lamps and stuff, is that they kind of yep. know before the light comes on that it's coming on and they kind of put themselves in the position. Like they come out of the hide box, they put themselves in the position on the perch and it just sit under that, that, that heat spot, the hot spot, uh, soaking it up. They'll probably stay there for maybe an hour or two and then they'll go do their thing. And then like that girl I got from you, what she'll do is, and what's weird is she actually goes under the paper in the midday you know, almost like she wants to get heat, but like it's too hot. So she kind of goes over there, stays under there for a while. And then right before the lights will go out, they'll go like I have high hide boxes and they'll go on those hide boxes and they'll just perch like right under that heat, soak it up. And then they go in the, the, the hide box and you don't really see, it. especially in the winter. Now in the summertime, mm-hmm. it's a whole different, whole different thing, man. They're, they're, they're like, give me freaking food. Cause I didn't eat for the past <laughs> you know, four months. What the hell? <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, oh, man, sorry. About yeah. That. They're, they're I, super like smart snakes actually. That's it's really cool to watch them do their thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think if I would have known, if, if Eric Owen says this a couple of times, but if a uh, young carpet Python buying Eric could talk to old carpet Python broke Eric, uh, he would say <laughs> <laughs> buy diamond pythons. All, all spring breeders, <laughs> yeah. all, all animals that can take a huge temperature gradient and not die. Like, yeah, it's all ones that don't care. Yeah. Diamonds, bread lie, inlands, all that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they're, they're they're such a stigmata about uh, you know the, the diamond pythons. I mean, I, I've always liked them oh, as well. I'm just terrified to buy them, thinking like, man, I'm going to kill this thing or you know what have you. And until you start doing the research and talking to people who've done it for a long time and actually know what they're doing, it's like, okay, well, it's not that bad, you know. Um, yeah, it's actually like I said, easier than uh, most carpets. You would scare yeah. the crap out of me as I remember reading a reptiles magazine about breeding diamond pythons, and it showed like a dude setting them up in styrofoam coolers, like in his garage or something like that. That was Stan. 
Was it? Wow. Yeah, it's the guy we had yeah, on the show a little while ago. <laughs> I'm not paying attention. <laughs> so hmm. <it's> the... <laughs> Clearly. Anyway. I, yeah, I, I, um... I, love, I love Stan. I love Stan too, but that article probably was responsible for like killing oh, it off. terrified me. <laughs> so it terrified me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That's... I, I think it he was for Stan, I guess, at some show. point, but <laughs> yeah, it, well, just, it doesn't work for everybody like that. You just got to be, you know, yeah, I I think the, I'm glad things have kind of progressed since then. Yeah, I think the thing that, um, you know, uh, Rob, I think Rob brought this up was the fact that he was doing it where he was doing that. Yeah. He probably could do that. Um, yeah, but yeah, not I, other I, places. <laughs> I want to say he was in Colorado. So, like, just the way their weather is, um, that he was able to do that. But, you know... <laughs> Not not in Pennsylvania or I don't know maybe well, California. Like I mean, like yeah, dude, it's like. But that's yeah. that's some things that you never really thought of. But yeah, just those, just that, just freaked the hell out of me. So I always thought, or coming up, diamonds were these like Cadillac of Python kind of deal where it was not to be trifled with, not to be touched, and if you could breed it, holy crap, you're good. So yeah, I mean. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I was. Well, I think everybody was kind of, or majority of people, at least I was as well, feel the same way. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna be touching those snakes. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and now everybody wants them. Mm. Yeah. No okay. Kidding. So, okay. Anything else that you're gonna, you know, I know you said again you're slimming down, but are, are you adding any other like boas oh. or anything like that? Anything else? You said you were slimming down, and then you said adding basins. So, is there anything else that you're getting as you're slimming? I mean, uh, I, I don't think so. I guess some of your phrase, I'm slimming down the the jungle carpet slash ah. morph. Like, like I like I I I am not probably going to be picking up any more morph type stuff aside from the gamma stuff that I, I'm just going to breathe that, you know, within my own collection. But, um, okay. you know, uh, everything else is, I, I kind of sold off, uh, you know, I even sold off uh, both the uh, zebra granites actually, uh, especially when I found out they were both females. Cause I was, that, that was one project <laughs> I was super excited about. I really, really wanted that super zebra granite just to, you know, as uh, just to say, Hey, I, I did it. But, and then, and funny enough, when I found out they were both females, I actually looked around. I was like, okay, I could just buy another male and wait another, you know, two, three years and grow him up and, and do this. And I was like, ah, you know what? I got a, you know, friend that messaged me. He's like, hey, do you interested in selling your zebra granite? I was like, yeah, I'll meet you in Tinley. Funny enough, that's the only reason why I went to Tinley in, in uh, March. I, I told my wife, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to skip Tinley this year. And my buddy called me. He's like, yeah, can you meet me in Tinley? I was like, yeah, sure. It's a four-hour drive. No big deal. So I drove up there and I sold it off. But yeah, I'm just going to reduce, um, you know, all that stuff. I mean, obviously I, I picked up some more diamonds in the last uh, month or so, but I'll probably just stick with the ones that I've got now. I've got seven actually. Um, and I'll cool. stick with that until they grow them up and breed them and see what happens. But uh, I'll see what happens with the boas. I mean, I'm, I'm still at least, uh, I think two years from, from those breeding, but they're just cool as hell to watch um, grow up, especially the hypo leopards because they actually change colors. It's the oddest thing on the planet. I mean, one day they could be jet black and, you know, the hypos, and then I'll pull them out, you know, at the end of the afternoon, and they're like super, super light with no black on them at all. And I'm like, holy moly, that is awesome. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up some more barn eggs if I can find some. I know, uh, I think David actually posted some, some barn eggs. Uh, I have to. It's a good chunk of change. They're worth it, obviously, but I got to get that, that past 
got the boss here. So from snakes first, you know. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, the, those guys down there, Dave and Chris, they're going to start tranking out tons of really good bar necks in the next couple of years if they can get like half of their projects to go. So did you see the bar yeah. that they just posted? Yes. So and like I've those also babies, seen those things. I mean, they were smoking. I'm also saying, I'm also saying I've seen the other ones that, you know, are coming soon. So like that, they're going to be awesome. There's going to be a ton of freaking bar next. Everyone's going to be having a great time. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so I'll, I'll pick up some, uh, some, some bar next, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, yes. But other than that, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's just kind of cool to kind of get into some kind of, uh, you know, other stuff. I mean, I, I tell myself I'm not going to get anything more. Bardex is on my list for sure. So, you know, whether or not I'm ready or not when they become available and, and uh, I've, I've got the funds, I'll probably just snag them. Same thing like the Moluccans, right? I mean, I, I, I yeah. didn't anticipate buying them at that moment, but they popped up and I was like, dude, I got to get them because who else is going to have these things at any time soon? <clears throat> That's how it happens. It's always the worst time and you're like, damn it. Um, have you have you done Barnex before or is this like your first jumping into them? So, so this is how I actually met Todd Dyer. So Todd Dyer and I became friends, actually. So, uh, see what year is that? This is, uh, let's see. I'm sorry, let me just count back here. Yeah, this is probably about 18 years ago because my my oldest oh, okay. son is 20. So this is about 18 years ago. I had purchased a juvenile male barnack and a 13 foot barnack from God knows who. I remember I had to go to Delta Dash. Remember those days, Delta Dash? Oh, days God. Days, big, huge crate. <laughs> and uh, I, I picked this, uh, this this 13-foot female barnack up, and, I, and I, you know, I had her for – dude, she was, she was piss-ass mean for me anyway. The only way I could clean her cage was that she was in a room with you know all my other snakes, and I would basically open up the cage and let her out. Once she got <laughs> to a certain part of the room, I'd kind of block it off, clean her cage up real fast move that blockade, shut the door, and let her crawl back in her cage because, I mean, she was just, uh, she was unruly. Somehow, some way, you know, Todd and, and, and Jordan Russell actually uh, ended up calming this thing down. I, I forgot what they did with it, but so I, I posted them up for sale. I mean, they got a little bit too big. My kids were growing up, and I was like, all right, I'm going to put these up for sale. So Jordan and Todd show up at my, at my house, and they're like, yeah, we we'll, we'll, want to pick up your barn eggs. And this is like, you know, there's no no internet really. I mean, it was like the old recycler days. Remember that recycler paper kind of deal, right? The, the free ad. <laughs> right. I put it in right. there. Then, then, then this is, so this is how I met Jordan Russell and Todd Dyer. You know, they, they show up at my house to buy these big barn eggs. Well, that pair – Mm. Uh, obviously or ended up uh, getting in somebody's hand. I'm not sure if it was Todd, Jordan, or they sold it to somebody else, but it produced, they, they produced like some un, unruly Barnett pythons, and I forgot who they sold to or what have you. just kind of lost track. But years later, you know, I'm talking to Todd, and Todd's like, yeah, you remember those Barnecks that were roaming around? I was like, yeah, that was from the pair that you sold us. I was like, seriously? It's like, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so, for that. Yeah, it's just one of those things. So, so yeah, I, I had a huge pair of Barnecks way back when. I mean, it was, like I said, it was 16, 17, 18 years ago. Because I remember my, my 20-year-old was tiny. He was two year, two or three-year-old uh, at the time. and. And so yeah, so yeah, way back when that's how I met Todd and became friends with Todd, and uh, and I've always wanted some barnacks and stuff like that before. But you know, you get into other things, life happens, kids, you know, you have more kids and yeah. all around jobs, stuff like that. And, and you know, they're a big python and they they demand a, a big cage and some room and yeah. time. I mean, it's like it's like I, I really like reticulated pythons. They're just a big snake, and I just don't have the room or, or, or the time to kind of deal with that type of or size of snake rather. Um, 
you know, that thick. And now, of course, I've been looking into uh, dwarf uh, ticks and yeah, um, jumping all on the YouTube videos and, and, and listening to, to to Garrett talk about his at Retail yep. Reptiles, I think it's called. Yep, yep. He's, and a, he's, he's got some he's cool stuff, dude. you know. So they, they yeah. perked my interest. So you know, so so you know, like typical reptile guys, right? You know, you get any more snakes? Nope. Ooh, what's that nope. over there? You know? like, <laughs> uh, exactly. I'm like, I, I'm like, I turned down several snakes, and I'm like, I have no more space. And then someone's like, you want these? And I'm like, damn it. Well, I'm gonna make space now. And it's like that's yeah, it's it's hard. So yeah, it sure is. Yeah, so, but the Bardex a bit Bardex. I, I made a list. Uh, yep. At the end of uh, last year, I think, and I was like, okay, I want this, this, this. And actually, I think, sorry, it was the beginning of last year. I want this, this, and this. So I've checked everything off with the exception of uh, uh, Ruffies and Barbies. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens. I know Andy uh, is going to have some uh, Ruffies being being born. I think uh, Casey, the uh, lazy guy, actually posted some a while ago that he had some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think Nick's going to have some as well. So, you know, maybe, you know, I'm not sure. But I, I always I thought those uh, carpets are pretty awesome. They just have, like, the, just the coolest eyes and just yes. – they're just pretty sweet-looking carpet pipes. It's only totally different from, from the norm, you know. So uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, but we'll see. We'll see. Angry, I, angry I arboreal. snakes. To... Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's like a emerald tree bow with uh, pretty eyes, you know. With but bumps, uh, I've actually gotten down from – 60 plus snakes down to uh, a tad bit over 20. I think I have 22 carpets now. God. Uh, not including bees. No, that's not bad. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was, no. a, it was a big reduction, you know, in it, but it's helped. Oh, wow. Eric, do you remember when you had 20 carpets? That was long ago, oh, right? Like, yeah. So what was that like? <laughs> you had more free time, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, God. I often, I often think about that, man. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, you know. I think I think I brought you up to actually. I, was, I forgot who I was talking to, Eric. But I think I brought you actually up, and I was like, "Yeah, Eric's like Noah's Ark, man. He's got like a pair of just about every python I, I think I could think of." It's like you look at his page, and he's like, he posts this, like, boom, he's got this, and you know, it's like this cool background. I'm like, dude, like seriously, how many pythons do you actually have? Man? He's like, like everything. It's, it's- it's daunting sometimes standing in his room and you're like, man, I really want to get one of these. He goes, I have that. And he comes and he runs off and comes back with a bin. You're like, yes, <laughs> yes, you do. And it's like, damn yeah. it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I said it just like that. I said, he's like the Noah's Ark of snakes, man. He's got like every snake <laughs> morph. He's at least got a pair of them. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's true Every story. line have... of carpet, every line of carpet, he at least has one of it. He might not have a pair, but he's got one. <laughs> So yeah, yep. yeah. I was talking to the guys in uh, Southeast Carpet Fest, and we're talking, and they're like, uh, you know, ah, oh, do you have blah blah blah? This line was really cool. I was like, oh yeah, I got a pair of those. What? And they're <laughs> like, oh, what about this? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a pair of that. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that. It's somewhere in there. It's in I got there problems, somewhere. You know? <laughs> I got problems. I would like to have twenty snakes sometimes. You know, I think like, oh man, that would be really sweet. You know, <laughs> just like twenty snakes. Man, that's. I think it, I have more babies tough to, to get rid of them. Actually, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll bet. Yeah, I, I sold off some some pretty sweet looking uh, some animals. I sold off a couple of gammas that I swore I was never going to sell off. But I mean, same token though, kind of like you with your citrus tigers. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll sell these gammas. I'll go into somebody who's going to do a good job with them, and it'll be kind of like a, a selling card, if you will, to to everybody mm-hmm. else because they're going to go, oh man, where did you get that snake from? What is it? Oh, it's a gamma. I got it from this guy. It's like, okay, cool. So it'll work. So it, it was tough. But in the same token, I mean. 
people I'd have them are, are appreciative. They always send me uh, update shots and stuff like that, and I shed a little bit of a tear. But it's just cool they got stuff like that kind of <laughs> spread around because you know I got snakes too that people weren't going to sell, and and they sold them to me. And and you know, I'm same way. I'm appreciative and I'm like thanks a lot, man. I'll take care of it, and it'll be good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with those uh, those lightning line jungles, you know, like Terry Phillips line. I mean, I was telling Owen that I got more inquiries about those snakes than I have in all of my years of breeding combined about any other clutch. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because they're unrelated or they're striped or whatever it is, you know, but people are just... Well, like, nobody's got those anymore, Harley. I mean, there's you and there's, uh, what, David Kelly, I think, and... Uh... Yeah, I think uh, Amanda, right? She, I think she's got some, and that, that's it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. those are good deal. I, uh, I got inquiries for you about the lightning line animal. Like people were contacting me to contact you to get information about the lightning. So yeah, they're pretty excited about them, is what I'm saying. So, dude, whatever. I, how do you pick your holdbacks <laughs> now? Like you know, I. How do you air a mass clutch? I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's hard, you dude. You know, I, I would have to at least hold back, you know. You, I mean, do you ever think about this? That, something, because what if something happens to something that I have? You know, God forbid, knock on yeah. wood. Then what, then what do I do? You know what I mean? You screw so it. it's like, so, yeah. Yeah. Hold back a trio because females are always more important and you always could have an extra boy. And I tell the story, man, at Hamburg, this was, you'll appreciate this, Martin. Uh, <laughs> I tried to sell, I had a 2.1 of them, a group of them. I tried to sell the mail and nobody would, I was trying to sell the mail. What would we have on there? Like 350, Owen, something like that. Yeah. I'd say, I'd, Maybe. I'd say we, I say we had them for 375 and we were entertaining offers for 350. So, right. yeah. And nobody well, let, me, let me ask you this, actually, because, you know, because this is the conversation I had with a, a guy I've been talking to, a nice guy, but, you know, it's just, it's just kind of how things are going, right? So he's like, uh, well, that snake, is that snake going to produce, you know, bright yellow babies? I was like, well, maybe, you know, I mean, <laughs> you, you never can tell. Right, well, sure. you know, it doesn't look so good, so, so maybe it's not. I was like, well, hey, let's, let's back up here. I said, if you look at this line, I mean – you know, the old LASIK line, they weren't bright yellow, but they produced unruly-looking babies. I mean, those babies were absolutely insane. So just because they mm-hmm. had a snake that's not super bright yellow does not mean it's going to not throw, you know, bright yellow babies. I mean, there's a lot of line breeding that's gone on over the years. But, man, sometimes you got to look past the, uh, the the color, you know. And I've had to do the same thing over the years myself. You know, at first it's like, oh, it's got to be yellow, it's got to be black, it's got to be this. Like, man, I've got some snakes in my collection now that are not bright yellow, but, man, they are awesome snakes. And you know what? They throw freaking killer babies. Yeah. yeah, I think it's so, uh, that's, that's, I, that's one of the reasons why I can think. Yeah, I it, you know, and it, it wasn't you know it wasn't like a screaming yellow uh, because that line in itself is not it's more of like a. I mean, oh, the ones I, I have were yeah 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 it's it, they kind of have a weird look that like if you look at Terry's pictures of his adults they kind of have like uh more of a wild type of i mean they're still yellow and black but they still have more of that like wild type of look to them in my opinion and then like the ones yeah. i have like uh the male was screaming and then when i started breeding them he kind of lost his he it's like you're saying he has like this white wash over him now or something i, I don't know i can't explain it the female she's still she's smoking hot but um you know we'll see we'll see what happens you know but uh mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I think people don't have um, they don't have vision past like what they're looking at, right? Especially if you're going to be a breeder, you have to be thinking like a few steps ahead on like, you know, how you're going to refine a project or you know. And I think Keith didn't he make a blog about this the other day or last week? Maybe I think so. it, was, it was something about you he know. He did, like, and it was it was an absolutely perfect post. Actually, that's exactly what we're yes. we're talking about. It's you know people get into it because it's like man, I want that color, and it's got to be this, got to be that. It's like wow. You know, that, that, that's one. That color is probably not natural. You know, right. uh, you got to you know right. like the snakes, you know, a, a little bit more than than just the color because eventually, when you do breed them, they are going to change colors. You know, most of them. Um, yeah. So. Hundred percent. You never know what you're going to do. Dump the thing just because it it, it got a little <laughs> bit darker. It's like it's still an awesome animal. You know. <laughs> not what I wanted. Throw it. It's like right. what? No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, I guess in our uh, in the last so what we have like maybe ten minutes I don't know what's your thought uh, are you gonna do anything as far as uh, moving off of Facebook or are you saying screw it like everybody's like everybody's in craziness man they're like oh my god we gotta leave Facebook because <laughs> they're <laughs> no, just it's, shutting it's, down no, sites. It's, it's, it's... I, I, so I, I mean, I did obviously hear that, uh, you know, you can't put like for sale signs. I'm like, whatever. I just, yeah. I, I think I posted on, on one of the, the, um, uh, sell, you know, selling forms or whatever, like, you know, Hey, this snake's eating me out of my house. Anybody want to help pay for bills? <laughs> kind of and I ended, ended up, ended up selling a snake off of that. So it's, it's no big deal. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, kingsnake.com and, and fauna. You know, everybody seems to got issues with both and or not, and I, I don't care. I mean, I, I've had no issues. I post up with snakes. People email, whatever they call, or, and they I saw snakes. So I just think, again, what I said in the beginning, I think people just, just you know, take things just completely out of context and it's over-dramatized things sometimes. It's like, dude, it's, it's whatever. They have their rules. Just work around them, you know. Mm-hmm. Snakes sell. Yeah. They're not going to go away. They're not telling you that, you know, it's, they're not chasing you at your house. If you have to change your wording or say it's adopted or, or post it up on Fun or Kingsake, who cares? If people still look, you know. Right. Um, so to me, it's no big deal. No, I'm, I'm not going to move away from, you know, close my Facebook page or anything like that. I mean, it's fun to kind of look on there. It's fun to get information off of people when it's legit stuff. Um, I do wish, I'll be, I tell you right now, that the old way that the Morelia form was, because, I mean, I, I came in at the tail end of that and really kind of got into it. I wish stuff like that would actually come back because – yeah, there's a little bit of bashing in there when you read it, but most of it's like comical kind of stuff. And but it's like guys that have been doing it for a long time now on Facebook and stuff like that. It's it's like these people that are in the snakes for the first week and they're bashing somebody that's been into it for 30 years. You're like, what is going on? Here? It's nothing substantial that you can get out of it. It's just these long threads of just nonsense. You know what I mean? I mean. I, yeah. I unfortunately got sucked into a couple of them and ended up writing long rants myself, like, you know, this is dumb and blah, 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 blah. And, but for the most part, I just, I just ignore it. I just, like, either don't post or respond or just, you know, just like, I'm just going to block it off my page because it's just dumb, you know? So yeah. there's nothing that's going to do good for the hobby or do good for the interest of the, of the snakes that we keep. I don't even want to be bothered because it's silly. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, I think snake sales are fine. So our hobby's not going to go away just because Facebook's and in, in, you know, enforce some rules that you can't put dollar amounts or whatever like that. Just work around it. It's no big deal. I just yeah. love the panic. Like, sheer panic from some of these people has just been ridiculous. It's like, they're not coming to your house for the snakes. Chill. It'll be all right. We'll just figure something else out. But whatever, man. Yeah. You know, 
That's why I got a website. That way I don't have to worry about that shit, you know. But yep. I, I do. I, I wish I, uh, you know, I'm hoping beyond hope that maybe one day, who knows, we'll move back to the forums. You know, <laughs> it'll be like uh, retro or something. You know, people are oh, like, God. Yeah, cool, <laughs> man. Let's go back. <laughs> but it's, 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 I guess that's such a good stuff, man. There's so much good information there. It's just, just why. I mean, I, I recently got back into it and started looking through it because I, you know, I was getting some more diamonds and. Just reading back on some of the old diamond posts, and then I start reading the jungle stuff and some of the you know scrub dude, python stuff. Awesome. Yeah, this is like good, good stuff, dude. This is like, I mean, just as a matter of fact, somebody asked me actually, they're like, you know, hey, where do you get your information from? I can't find anything on Facebook. I was, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, just mm-hmm. go to the Morelia form and just toggle through. It'll take you a long time, but I guarantee you, you'll have fun on, on, on your little road trip down memory lane there. There's just like a lot of good information. You just got all this waddle through it. And even if you're, you know, you'll probably pick up some stuff you're not even looking for. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool, you know? Yeah. So. 100%. That was good stuff. Yep. And a big chunk of that is missing, too. So, like, you know, because of when it got hacked or whatever, like, I think from, like, 2012 to 2015 disappeared. And that's kind of, like, that was really key years in, uh, in the whole Morelia world, but it is what it is. <laughs> certainly, certainly seems like in, in the in the diamond world, actually, because like that whole chunk where everybody's questioning was that year span where it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, man. It, it, it just <laughs> adds add to the mystery, right? It's like, Whoa, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, conspiracy theories apply. You know, it's like okay, <laughs> the, the lost documents, the lost yeah. Morelia Python's doc forum pages. I, yeah, I knew these right. Morelia guys were lying about pure stuff. I knew it was bogus. <laughs> it's uh, it, people need okay. to go through Eric's library because he's probably got those documents somewhere in that library. You know, uh, yeah. check it out. Yeah. Check it out at Carpet Fest. Uh, you know, you want to see the, the – you want me to pull it out? I'll, the I'll, lost I'll documentation? You, uh, yeah. The lost documentation <laughs> of, uh, you know. Oh, I do God. have I do have one. It was the Red Coastal. And um, oh. I, you know, it was like a big debate. In a way. But, you know, I, I think you're right, Martin. Like the debates back then were not like – I don't know. I don't know. The difference is. Some of them went that way. Some of them went horrible. Uh, well, they did, but it still it still didn't have like the same. There's a different tone to it on Facebook. Right. Like, you, you know you, what you I mean? Know, you know what I think it, it is for me is that there, there were guys like everybody that you know had disagreements or argued on the forum or guys that were into the hobby for a while, and they, right, right, and, and and their opinions might have different. You know, but they had their their opinions based off their experience. On Facebook, it's just I mean, a free know, for all. Yeah. You know, people that are like had a had a, have a Pac-Man frog and they're telling you how to keep your carpet. You're like, wait, what? What is going on? You know, it's like it's like watching NPR like debate between scientists and then flipping the channel to the WWE where everyone's just running around with chairs hitting each other. So it's like I there are two ways exactly. to kind of get an argument going here, but it's I get it. So, yeah. There you go. And that was a good analogy. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> I get I get a gold star for this episode. Yes. So, yeah, we will end it right there. Bookmark this, end this, 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 this <laughs> segment. Damn, that was good. I retire. Uh, uh, okay. Cool, Martin. Well, you know, I, well, so how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way? 
Well, I'll just catch me on Facebook. I haven't got a website yet. Uh, email me or message me there. Uh, anything that I post on Fauna or Kingsink, I always put my personal email because for whatever reason, I don't get notices from Fauna or Kingsink that somebody's interested in something. So email me there or you know, message me on Facebook, and I always answer. Um, you know, always around. So, um, yeah, hit me up. I'll have some animals for sale uh, shortly, hopefully. Knock on wood, everything goes okay. And then, uh, yeah, that'll be good. I certainly cool, appreciate man. the time, guys. This is uh, it's been it's always fun. It's, it's cool. It's cool to listen to this stuff. I actually went back and listened to quite a few shows. Actually, the past month or so, actually, I was flying around for work, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna listen to some of these old podcasts. This would be cool, you know. <laughs> cool interviews with some of the guys. Yeah, man. So it was, it was, it was neat stuff. Way back yeah, when. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Keep up the good work, man, and yeah, uh, yeah we'll uh, we'll do it again. We'll see you. At I'll see you guys at Carpenter's Fest this year. Actually, I'm coming down. Just don't tell Nick Scally I'm coming. I've held out and said oh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna make it, Nick. And first, he's, you know, you know, Nick, he says something smartass. Says, yeah, yeah, you know, middle finger text message or something like that, or calls him some weird ass name. <laughs> oh, cool. Awesome. No, we'll see you there. But uh, all right. But yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks. All right. All thanks, man. Martin. We'll catch up with you. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Right. Bye. Sweet. Uh, cool. 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 All right. Well, I feel better about that. That's uh, another reason know. to come to Carpet Fest. God damn it. So it's, it's, That's right, man. <laughs> yeah. It's the OG God. Carpet Fest. You can't miss that. That's for sure. Um. So, yeah, so we'll talk about that real quick and just plug it again. Yes. It is June 8th, Warminster, PA. Um, this is the carpet. Uh, okay, so I'm not trying to take away right. from any other carpet fest or anything like that. I am. But <laughs> when when we did start Carpet Fest, I know now yes. the speech is, you know, oh, it's not just about carpet pythons and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, no, it right. was. it's not. You don't, you, don't, you don't necessarily have to have carpets. Well, actually, you don't have to have carpets to come to carpets. You do not. No. It's not like we check your carpet python card when you're you coming in the door and swipe it through the, uh, through the swiper. And, like, if you hey. don't have it, like, hey, wait a minute. It a carpet? It's a carpondro. Get out of here, this, you. It's like it's This guy's got corn snakes. You got to go, bro. You're out. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Uh-uh. Get out. Yeah. So it's not like that. <laughs> However... However, we did start Carpet Fest because of our love for carpet pythons and Morelia. So the it idea will... was to get carpet pythons and chondro guys together and like, you know, Australian python keepers, that kind of thing. Because usually if you're into carpets, you sort of you sort of branch out into like the, you know, maybe you have an olive yeah. python or this guy might have a water python or this guy has walmas or blackheads, whatever. Um so that was that was kind of the, the idea of it. But what I'm saying to you is that you will not be able to go to any other carpet fest and be able to see any kind Everything. of carpet python Everything. that you could possibly <laughs> want to see. The only thing that's not in my spot is imbricata. Other than that, you can pretty and rough scales, unless or will you have it. By you now? won't. No, I will not. But okay. you know, I'm just saying, like, if you're into carpets. Then, then this is the carpet fest to go to. It is simply because I will be able to show you, you know, everything. You want to see, see a gamma jag? Here you go, gamma there. jag. And everybody's yeah, gonna say, jag. "Holy shit, that thing is so small." <laughs> albino zebra. Yeah, they will. Um, zebra, zebra jag, zebra jag, caramel albinos. 
hypos. And uh, hypo, all Grant. the bread lie. Uh, it's better just say all the bread lie, all the junk, all the objects. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. So yet. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's, right. there's even, even shit that we don't know. So right. like, yeah. True story. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's just a cool time. It's a cool time to hang out. There's a lot of guys that come. You're going to get to rub shoulders with, you know, I mean, just to be able to, to talk to Keith McPeak or, you know, uh, Zach's going to be coming back from his trip for Indonesia Dude, where he's yeah. wrestling Komodo dragons. You know? uh, I forgot about that, yeah. which we got to have yes. Zach back on when he gets back. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You're going to have guys like Scott Borden there. You know, I mean, all yep. these people that, you know, I hope, well, I don't know if David means is coming or not, but sometimes he's uh, there. He's, I think Dave and Chris are going to try. I'm not sure what Chris's work schedule is going to be, but gotcha. if they come, you know, they're always going to talk scrub talk. You know that, sure. uh, you know, we're going to have, obviously, Chris Salemi's going to be there, and he's a dude who he works at the Bronx Zoo. So if you want to take even a zoo angle away from that stuff, that's something else to talk about. Rob Stone's going to be there. You can actually see how short Rob Stone and Eric Burke are. Yeah, true story. And, In real uh, life, yeah. I, I, I think you could talk about Rob Stone. You could talk to Rob Stone just about anything, and he'll be able to, to keep it going with you. Um who else? You know, like the guys from GTP Keeper Radio will be there. You know, yes, um, Bill and Buddy will be there. Um, uh, Jess Jacob from the Herp Podcast. Howard will be there. Yeah. We're gonna have lobster. We're gonna have cray cray crawfish. And you know, you know, Josh is gonna drive. Josh is an insane man who will drive from Chicago to come to Northeast Carpet Fest. So you know, Swetzel yes. is gonna be there. Um, yes. Everybody, so you're gonna Kohler's be. gonna be there. Everybody's gonna yes. be there. I might even get Jason Balin if I annoy him enough to show up this time. But he you has know, never it, come to a carpet fest. I know. <laughs> I'm starting to think there's some kind of you know. He doesn't like you. Know you what I'm saying? All right. I mean, uh, yeah, well, apparently that's the rumor. We have to yeah. we have to bring that up. Be like, what's up with that, Jason? Do you not like Eric? I think yeah. actually it's because his kid's birthday is like, I think right around this time. And I keep, Listen, I think man. Keeps... I've heard the kids graduating. Now it's the birthday. <laughs> it's Hamburg. It's always something with this guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not him. Don't be trying to make excuses, man. There's some, you I'm know. That's what it is. If I, if I if I keep making excuses for him, <laughs> I want I want a caramel tiger. That's all I want. Okay, so. fair enough. Thank all you. Right. I'll, I'll let you have. You know, you got to have something. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we have people flying in from Canada. We have people oh flying in from across the, you know, in the West Coast, all kind of stuff. So if, if there's going to be an awesome Cal- time. There's one guy in California that needs to get his act together and get on a plane, <clears throat> Riley. I mean, that's <clears throat> what yes. we're trying to. <clears throat> um, yeah. So just yeah, saying. It's, this is the you, you got to come out and check this stuff out because everybody has a great time. There's tons of food. There's tons of stuff to do, and. If you're just starting at Carpet Pythons, or if you've been listening to NPR for the eight goddamn years we've been doing this, um, yeah, you got to at least do this once, just because it's a way to connect. And we did Carpet Fest originally was a way to get people out from behind the keyboards, because a lot of times we didn't have faces to put to names, and we didn't have names nah. to put the screen names. So Correct. that was the whole point of Carpet Fest was come out behind the keyboard and meet each other and help forge 
the community even further, and, and it definitely worked. And unfortunately, we've seen people come and people go, and there's not a lot of people who've been at every single Carpet Fest, but there are some. And yeah. it, it'll definitely, I think, if you are interested, even in the community in the smallest bit, as like a hobby or something to do, a Carpet Fest is something you have to attend at least once. And I would say that the Northeast is where you start, and then obviously reach out to one if you're close by, I mean, if you live in Florida, Texas, California, um, th- there's there's always one nearby that you can attend to, and I would say get involved in that as well. So, yeah. but yeah, come to us, we're cool. It's a, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. So yep. June eighth, no excuses. I no don't excuses. want you to Jason bail on me, man. So yeah, no excuses, Riley. <laughs> you know, as he texts me excuses. Yes. All right. So uh, next week we're working on, we got, uh, I think, I think we're, we might have a monitor show coming up real soon. Um, oh, dear Lord. Yeah. What are we going to so, do with lizards? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I might take <laughs> off that night and let you and Rob do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rob. Uh, All right. Uh, um, <laughs> so anyway, I, yeah, I got some stuff lined up, but nothing's hashed out for next week. But I can tell you we will have an episode next week. So that's that. We always um, have an episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I want to throw a shout out again to Jeff Frederick uh, from the yep. hands of Jeff. Um, if you are interested in any kind of logo design or anything, you know, as far as uh, maybe awesome. you even you want a picture of your snake painted or something, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whatever he can do it, um, hit him up. He'll hook you up. Um, he does awesome work and he's done the carpet fest logo now for the past, what, four years, maybe. I think. Yeah. Something with that. Yeah. Um, uh, three years. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's nuts, and he does a great job every year and cranks it out. I like this logo. It's like an old vintage kind of deal. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's cool. A bit, so it's it's different than what we've had. So I, I like. I it. like and that. It, it looks good I on like a shirt. That. It does. Yeah. So um, obviously, do not wait. Um, jump on those shirts. Like I said, you guys have 13 days, and then they're gone forever, and ever, and ever, and ever, and I don't want to hear about it. So. Um, Definitely jump on those. Um, yeah. Obviously, the links are all over Morelia Pick the Week, uh, Morelia Python Radio Facebook page. Uh, Eric and I will toss them up on our Instagrams, and we'll chuck them up in the chat on Facebook as well. Uh, go get those. And you do not have to, if you're not, even if you're not going to attend Carpet Fest, definitely go scoop those up. We're probably going to do 100% of the proceeds to U.S. ARC. This year, and then next year, we may be mixing it up a little bit. So, Carpet Fest yeah. might get a little kooky soon. So, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to throw out uh, another fundraiser for T-shirt, uh, OCIC fundraiser shirts uh, from uh, Joe and Melissa over at From the Ground Up. Um, they're going yeah. to be ending Friday at 11.59 p.m., uh, I'm assuming that Eastern Standard Time because that's where Joe's at. Um, <laughs> so they're trying to make some money. They're trying to make some money for indigo snake conservation. So go over to PortCityPythons.com uh, and and check it out, and you'll see uh, see what we're talking about. Uh, cool. As far as us, uh, we have MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, all those uh, things, uh, and the website is is coming along. I'm working on the morph section. I had to 
make a list, and there is 99 carpet python morphs and combos. So we need one more is what you're telling me. And then yeah, that there probably is. Can, yeah. That 100th can be the hippopotamus is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. One day. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you want, buddy. Uh, wow. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, just send us a, an email or contact us on Facebook or whatever. Uh, but the email is info at morelpythonradio.com. As far as myself, ebmorelia.com, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, you know, anything that's it's all under ebmorelia. So you can check out what I got uh, going on if you're interested in what is going on with me and that's all i got cool um what you can do is go to rogue dash reptiles for me uh dot com uh and it has all this stuff going on at rogue there we'll be updating the journal with the horrific breeding season that we've been having this year but there will still be some stuff for sale um as far as facebook it's just rogue reptiles on facebook.com and instagram rogue underscore reptiles you can follow me over there as well. Uh, as far as shows coming up, there's one in Morgantown sometime in May. I'm only going to it because it's a block away from my office. So why not? I'll be there. Um, there uh, fair, en- uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so we'll check that out. Other than that, uh, if you want an animal that can be delivered to most of the shows uh, around the tri-state area of Pennsylvania, just give me a call, message, Whatever, uh, we can talk it up. As far as that, one last thing I would like to say is congratulations to Dennis McNamara. He just had a kid. You saw that, right? Awesome. Yes. Yeah, he had a baby boy. So that's awesome. Congrats to Dennis. And our good friend Keith McPeak had a brand new granddaughter, which we're hoping he managed to convince his uh, kids to name Bull and I, but we haven't gotten confirmation. (laughs) Um, yeah, we do so, know he was trying, and uh, I, I was holding out hope, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, probably not. Anyway, uh, congrats not. to both those two. We're getting all these NPR babies. Anyway, but uh, that's it. That's all we got. That's all we have for everybody tonight. So we'll say thank you all for listening, and we'll check everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. <laughs>